Valverde. Awesome. Hey. Awesome. All right. what was going to happen for a lot of these other uh, quarterbacks out there. So now now it's fallen. And well, yeah, we'll definitely go through. There's two teams that obviously we know that everyone seems to think are going to be affected the most, but who knows. I tweeted out the other day, and I really kind of felt it the whole time. No matter where I went, I feel like it would have been kind of one of those um, – it happens all the time in the twilight of a career. You think you got your last gusto, and it just turns out to be a, a train wreck, and he gets hurt again, and it's all this hype, and we're going to the Super Bowl if he goes to Denver or the Texans, and then it just he gets hurt, and it's right back to like, all right, should have retired. You know, Tony uh, retiring kind of probably does us a favor and doesn't push us into that scenario that we were last year with someone like the Texans, where we think everyone gets a boost now. This this team is stacked and. He could let us down, and we can all because we would probably be. I'd probably be hyping Tony Romo and the Texans. You know what I mean? It, it's hard not to. I think everyone would be on board. Something could happen. We'd all lose our fantasy leagues, and you know. <laughs> Quick question: Who do you? And then we'll move on, and we'll uh, get rocking in this team. We'll be, you know, we'll do our pirate thing and jump around and sidebar and all that. But do you think that the Texans for Romo would have been a better landing spot than say the Broncos? For fantasy purposes, no. 
Uh, I think it would have been beautiful seeing him in, in Denver there with uh, Demarius Thomas, Manuel Sanders, and kind of with that whole run game with uh, C.J. Anderson. Uh, the Texans would have been nice. I'm a little, little. I would have been a little cautious about it. We we kind of, uh, you know, last year kind of gave me a reason to be a little hesitant of how good I thought Roma would have been the Texans. I'm on Texans would have been one percent better. Just because that line just seems a little bit more solidified, and I think something that's something that Romo needs in his career right now. We know they we know they got all they've got all the weapons. When we talk about fantasy aspects, they they match up pretty well. Uh, they might not have a wide receiver two with the ilk of Emmanuel Sanders, but the, they're deeper. They're no smaller. They're yeah, they're deeper. Like they've got Braxton Miller. They got guys who can do a variety of different things. While the Broncos are basically a two horse. Pony, and then uh, they hope the third mini pony, C.J. Anderson, stays healthy. Well, the, the last point I want to make is to, to what you were saying first there, D-Rex, about, you know, is he really going to be able to come in there and is there really going to be that boost, you know? You know, there's a, a thought that there's a boost, right? Because how many people have actually been successful? I was thinking about it. Peyton Manning, okay, he made the jump over there and to, to Denver, but it was... The first not, year especially. Right, right. The, the, what was second. Second. Second day of the 50 touchdowns? Yeah. It was like 30-something. 30 he was very good when he first came back, though. Yeah, <laughs> first year. I thought he was wrong on part of the time. But other than that, other than that, him winning the Super Bowl, the greatest person that we think at the twilight of the end of their career going somewhere else and actually having success... Um, would be Joe Montana, right? Oh, Joe Montana is a quarterback. Well, he wasn't idiot. that sweet when he went would, to Would Kansas you have to Would you say Kurt Warner? They, they, they were like, a playoff Kurt team. Kurt Warner going to, going to Arizona because he stunk when he was with the on Giants. the Giants. Yeah. yeah, he had like a three-year. Like, oh my God, he sold sold the devil. The devil grabbed it back. Um, but yeah, he came back and obviously uh, got a Super Bowl run there at the end that got him into the Hall of Fame. I, I'm, let's not get too much into this. But yeah. I'm going to put you guys all on the spot. It's a huge topic trending on social media, Twitter, whatnot. Should Tony Romo uh, be in the Hall of Fame? Let's just go around. Stays? No. I'm last. No. Uh, no. Stays last. I, I, I think he's a great quarterback, for the, on you. great quarterback for the franchise. Got a lot of their records and a lot of their legends were dead ball errors. And we know that the stats from Aikman are, are really low when you look at it. But the guy won three championships. I don't think Romo makes the cut. If he had been healthy and he had drank more milk as a kid uh, and his bones were a little stronger, we'd be saying, I'd be singing a different tune. But what I can say is I think that he is a top five, um, maybe even player, not even just quarterback, undrafted player uh, with the NFL career. I mean, that's that's where I would take it. You say no, too? Yeah, it's not a Hall of Fame uh, career. I mean, unfortunately, because the things that he'll always be remembered for are going to be the failures in December. It's going to be that the the drop uh, hold of the uh, of the extra point yeah. or the field goal. It's going to be the the the, the mistake uh, the other goal line interception or, or you know just too many mistakes for me and not enough wins and not enough quality wins and not enough you know just pure. Dominance, yeah. He a lot of pictures. A lot of, pictures. A lot of those things you're saying, man. That's rough because he's got like one of the highest winning percentages in football. He's, you know, his fourth quarter comeback percentage over the last decade. He's the king of the guys. That, are you asking me if he's a Hall of Famer? He's, he's the he's Hall of very good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, right. so I'm right I'm, there with I don't, you. I'm, I'm giving you critique of what. If you're asking me a Hall of Famer, these are going to be my critiques of him. That he, he, you know, how many time, how many playoff games did he win? Two. How many did he lose? 
Here, here's what I'll say to this. But how many times did he miss the playoffs? How many times was he, you know, did he get hurt down the stretch? How many, how many amazing seasons did he have besides that one? All right, let's go. Let him go. Three. Hey, I just want to say thanks, guys, uh, for not saying let's not get into this. But so uh, we're all on point tonight. Romo's 2000. Welcome to the Pyro Podcast, my friend. Romo's 2014 <laughs> season was one of the most efficient ever by a quarterback. Like he literally almost threw for 10 yards per attempt that year. It was ridiculous. Uh, he's always had a lot of help, though. So if you want to look at the guys around him and did he elevate them, you know that's one of the things you might critique him on. It's like he always had some very good skill players. What he throw his first touchdown pass to Terrell Owens and probably his last to Des Bryant. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember who caught the yeah. last one and. That'll be an interesting question. For we, lo- we love Romo. He, he, we're going to have a lot. I'm glad he's going to be in the booth. Hopefully he's uh, got a good career and can bring his A game there. Uh, Hall of Fame career in pussy and hot chicks. Yes, Hall of Fame for quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm giving it a no. All right, for this uh, quarterbacks, we're going to go through, and we're going to start in the AFC and go all the way through the AFC, 16 AFC teams, and then we'll do the NFC. Um, we're going to start alphabetical order. So first team, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Mr. Joe Flacco, uh, last season was coming back from a, a knee injury and ACL or MCL, I'm not sure. This year, gonna, uh, coming in, going to have an off season, going to be healthy. Lost Steve Smith. Where do you guys uh, think, uh, what do you think the outlook for 2017 is looking like for Flacco and the Ravens? I like Flacco this year uh, quite a bit for, for numerous reasons. One, I'm anticipating him playing 16 games. Um, the loss of Steve Smith is huge. I mean, we know that. Um, but at the same time, Danny Woodhead's in town now. Okay, yeah. we're gonna see things happen there in in, in the in the short game and uh, just a, kind of like a safety net for him. Um, Mike Wallace can still ball. He can still b- burn defenders uh, with ease. Brashad Perriman, I think, is one of those breakout candidates. Uh, for sure. I, I think a lot of a lot of smart people are on board with the same take. Um, not to mention Joe Flacco. I mean, he's going. Late in some NFL tens right now, he you can get him in like the 15th, 14th, 15th round. One of the last five quarterbacks left down there with Alex Smith. So I like him. Yeah, my my thought is I'm like lukewarm on Joe Flacco, just like his play. It's not great. Last year, what they had the most pass attempts in the league and the highest passing percentage in the league. They got their first you know offensive coordinator Mark Trestman fired for that. So you think that the guy coming in trying to reset the offense, you know, in a full off season is not going to at least try to be more balanced. So it's hard for me to see a ton of passing attempts increasing. So that means it'll have to increase by efficiency, and we really haven't seen that efficiency, you know, over the last few years. He's just been all attempts and all volume. Uh, so that's what worries me a little bit. The offensive line, you know, they're middle of the road, but they've been losing players. Over the last couple of years, they're not the elite, elite type of unit uh, that they were a couple of years ago. You know, at running back Danny Woodhead, who is he now as a 32-year-old player coming off a couple torn ACLs? Um, so there's a lot of different question marks there. I do agree uh, about the wide receiver core having promise, but it doesn't have that polish just yet. So there's a little bit of questions there, and... You know, at tight end, they still got Dennis Pitta, and Dennis Pitta had what, one of the lowest yards per target uh, uh, percentages in the league last year. I'm he surprised just, they brought him back, yeah. 
Yeah, especially at his cap number. So if they were to make a trade or something along that line, I could see Dennis Pitta being released for younger players. And they drafted but, Max Williams yeah. two years ago, first rounder. They got it. They gave. They haven't given up on that. Which was a mistake. Yeah. And they, they like Darren. Back. They like Darren Waller more. Right. That's the guy they're sort of leaning to yeah. as they're receiving tight end compliment. Huh. It's just a lot of questions. Last year, I felt like there were some more answers where we knew they were going to throw it a lot, and then we felt like they had just a plethora of receiving options. Whether, it, say, if Steve Smith failed, we knew Kamara could, could come in and step in and you know provide some. So for me, he's going to be a middle of the road QB two somewhere in the eighteen to twenty range. All right, I'll, I'll try to keep my response short on this, and I think what's going to be interesting is look at a couple things. Last year, he threw for forty three hundred yards. That's the first time in his career he's thrown for more than 4,000 yards. Mm. He only threw for 20 touchdowns last year. He's only thrown for more than 20 touchdowns two times in the last four years. Man, he threw 27 if you go back uh, four years. Wow. So he has thrown a lot of interceptions as well. I think it was 15 interceptions he threw last year. So here's a guy when you talk about efficiency. He, he doesn't have amazing efficiency when it comes to touchdown to interception ratio. So now you're looking at what, what becomes interesting to me when I look at this team. If you're saying that Mike Wallace and Rashad Perriman are going to be basically your, your two uh, biggest uh, receiving threats, it's... Uh, I'm just going to pay homage to the trains. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait for a helicopter. Just but sit and recording from outside our window <laughs> for that. I mean, it's unbelievable. Okay, so here's, but here's the thing. that What does Joe Flacco do very well? He can throw the deep ball. What do they have? And you also add Chris Moore in there, right? These are all speedsters. He's got some deep-ass weapon threats that I think you're going to get if you're in uh, some of those bonus-type leagues. I think you might get some good action there. But, again, I don't really want to play it on Flacco. I'll maybe take my chances on these receivers because – Looking at all these, you know, Mike Wallace is your best. Mike Wallace is not a guy that is even, even as a number one like that, a near threat to get 100 catches. I think that's all good points by everyone. My thing is maybe he's a best, good best ball quarterback. I like your thought, like going super late on him, maybe in a two QB league. He might be a good second QB, a little bit, waiting a little bit. Um, you know, I, all, I know that the coach speak we talk about, uh, John Harbaugh says, we're going to win multiple championships with Joe, Joe Flacco. They've won one, but he seems to shine in the playoffs. And uh, he's too hit or miss, feast or famine. Um, so you're going to get a lot of starts with him and get a, the dudliest of Dudley's QB1s. And then he's going to have a few breakout games where he throws up the five or six touchdowns. Two, two feast or famine. For yeah, I, I had opened up on Flacco, so I just wanted to defend. Uh, I'm not saying go out there and draft him as your QB1. Joe Flacco, yeah. I think, is one of the best you know, QB2s to have on your roster, uh, no matter which league you're in, no matter which scoring format. Joe Flacco is going to put up – he has a good enough floor, and I think he will have a good floor every week. He's not going to be a superstar. We've yeah. been, say, we've been yeah. saying that – for probably the last four years in this podcast. He's, he's Great QB, yeah. too. I can ride with this guy if your guy goes down. Or you've got him when, when he's on the road or at home. I forget which one he's better with. But you can ride with him in good matchups and be happy. Go for it. So just with the coach speak, let's you know switch it over to GM speak. Because today, you know, Ozzie Newsom came out and said, if there's a wide receiver on the board that we think is a value with the 16th overall pick, let's just say our card will be turned in very quick. So... Wow. Maybe this so is a team that could add a player, and, and maybe it's not the John Ross-type speedster that we've seen, but maybe it's more of the Mike Williams if he happens to fall, or a Corey Davis. So that's an interesting thing to look at down the line, too, that they could still be adding pieces. Buffalo Bills, 
from the minute from the week 17 um, when the coach and the GM were on, no one was on the same page uh, Rex was on his way out no one knew what was going on it's just a shoddy uh, franchise looking situation Tyrod was probably going to be on Cleveland within two or three months or somewhere else they retain him He's staying on the Bills. I think that makes everyone happy because there's a lot of good weapons there. He's got a good running back situation. got good weapons if uh, Watkins can stay healthy. Uh, the thing that blows my mind, and then I'll just hand it over to Staz because Ty God's, uh, you know, your boy. Uh, he, he blow my mind every time, and I've mentioned it on the show before, but he finished seventh for quarterbacks last year in fantasy points, which is shocking to me when you look at a lot of his, 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 his overarching numbers. Nothing really bounces off the page, but he still had – uh, the kind of season where he finished uh, a, a QB one in in the smallest of leagues, eight man league. What do you got, Stags? Yeah, he was just incredibly efficient yet again. Got it out to his receivers, and most of his receivers last year were nondescript guys. This is a team that's expected to add you know some weapons in the pass catching game in the draft, so that's something that could be you know a little bit of a boost. But he, as long as he's running the ball and they are having a sort of running quarterback-centric offense, he's going to put up fantasy points. Rushing numbers are just so much more efficient in fantasy football than passing numbers. I mean, let's just remember, if he gets 50 yards and a touchdown, he's already at 11 fantasy points. And then, you know, how much passing yards does that take? 275? So, very good. Um, I, I just like his efficiency, his ability to do multiple different things. And his ability to exploit teams when they don't think he can pass. He's got a nice deep ball. Sammy Watkins should be back healthy. And, you know, Charles Clay just seems to suck for the first four weeks. And then suddenly he always seems to turn it on and be a, you know, a steady type of producer there. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I, 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 everything that you're saying is 100% correct. Because when you look at his stats, he rushed for over 50 yards. I don't know, is at least like five or six times he had six rushing touchdowns so it doesn't have to look pretty because but it's effective and the other thing is he now has job security uh you know i don't know that i love his weapons beyond sammy watkins and the problem is that sammy is always having a problem about staying on the field so maybe that's also partly and parcel why well clay only plays well when sammy's actually out there so it's just i think that this team is going to have to rely on him so much that i think that it's He'll stay under the radar, and he becomes such a value pick because of those rushing yards. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of LaShawn McCoy this year. I just think that last year was that, that the big career, uh, you know, career year type uh, performance, and it's it's just kind of destined to kind of drop off. You don't have uh, the Rex show there anymore. So this is where I really think that Tyrod is the, is the guy who ends up getting – the bulk of that uh, production from fantasy-wise because they may find themselves down late in games because they have to rely on his legs and arms to bring him back. You know, think about Tyra Taylor this year. I think, uh, you know, the Bills were doing him pretty dirty um, after the season they had uh, for as efficient as they were, as he was. The thing is, I don't think Do the Bills... Dirty. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's, say, let's say, don't make me laugh this show. I got coming up a, a serious cough. Uh, you know, but I, I don't think the Bills know what their identity is. I'm not sure they wanted to go with Tyrod as their franchise quarterback. They only gave him a two-year, uh, you know, contract because it got to the point they're like, 
we don't know what else to do right now. It was the the whole the whole free agents were going left and right. The Bills were missing on it. They're like, okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll stick with you, Tyrod. You said um, I thought they gave him a five year hundred million hundred like ten million, but they could opt out after. That was sort of the one they gave him last year. They, well, so the one he just resigned is only two years. Yeah, two. Oh, okay. Two, two years, got, got you, got you, got you. Okay, got you. I, who knows? Who knows? How much money was guaranteed? I'm like, fuck that. that. I'm out of here unless you do the hundred million one. Guarant- uh, total guarantee is fifteen and a half. See, here's the thing though. You say his his job uh, he has job security. I don't think he, he might not. The Bills are still kind of understanding what they want to do with their team. I think I think they kind of made the right call right now. We talked about you know the quarterbacks coming in what they want to be. Don't be surprised if someone like Deshaun Watson falls a little bit. I could see that being a fit for Buffalo. But here's but here's why at least for two years. Let me make the quick argument about job security and then I'll let you have it. The, the thing for me is that his job security and that he. Was potentially going to be, they didn't want him. Now they're bringing him back. He got his guaranteed fifteen and a half million. So the thing is, he's also could be on an audition for other teams, which is obviously what you're doing. And if you and are, you know a and if you him. are, it's a hell of a lot easier to be doing it on a team that you've been playing for and understand the playbook and have a lot more familiarity with all the people and everything that's going on there. So he has a better chance than betting on himself on a two-year contract, maybe a one-year basic deal with that, that guaranteed money with a team that he's been on versus going somewhere else like, say, San Francisco and trying to have to prove it there and then have to deal with that menagerie. Well, basically, the thing you're worried about is Buffalo doesn't have a fucking idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like San Francisco, it, it, East Coast. I mean, big... Like you want to say that they're trying to find their identity, that they they just have no idea what they're doing. Like, you know, Whaley's still there, and you know we've harped on this enough that you know sort of the infighting in the organization. You know, Whaley didn't even know what was going on week seventeen with the whole situation. It's not a good, not a, not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's too tumultuous there. It's not a nice uh, situation for anyone, and quarterback's so cerebral that. Uh, we'll see. I think it's crazy to me though that he's been, he was a backup for ages in um, the Ra- with the Ravens. So he's got a lot of tenure. He's got a lot long time in the league, and he's only twenty seven years old. So I, I actually would have thought of him to be a little bit older. So he's got a, you know a season or two, maybe really just a season and a half under his belt of being a starter. So I see the progression with him. He's a hard worker. He wants. He bet on himself, I suppose, by going from a hundred million five year down to a two year um, other contract. And I, I, I like this guy. Let's get him. Let's get him another weapon, like Stag said at the beginning. And let's make well, sure he didn't that go down from that contract. He would have gotten cut. So he <laughs> he would have gotten re-signed by another team and been able to bank it. You know, I would rather be, I'd rather play um, eighty million for Cleveland than Buffalo for. Um, but then again, I don't make even a hundred thousand dollars a year, so why would I not want that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we move on to the next team, the and Bengals. That is the Bengals. Um, Andy Dalton actually had a pretty good season last year, considering that AJ Green was missing it uh, for a lot of it. Finished at number ten. Um, had a lot. I think he had his most yards ever. He's probably one of the top uh, in attempts. Second most yards. Second ever. most. One of his. Well, he had a lot of attempts and just didn't really have the weaponry. A lot of young guys catching the ball out there for him. <clears throat> one thing I will mention is that, and it's exciting to talk about. I hope I didn't close that window. Did I just do that? Um, is that the uh, draft calculator now? You can do mock drafts. Um, and I did close that window, um, but draft. So now you can go and do mock drafting. Do you want me to talk while you pull up your other, your window? Sure. Okay. <laughs> but, well, really, what I was going to say is he's going in about 134, 140, 41 uh, pick, 
and that's uh, it's going down. So he's, he's trending downwards as early in the in the mocking. Um, and there's down guys good, like down he's, bad. Down bad. Okay. Down bad. Meaning better ADP for okay. you if you get him. Now the thing, and I'm gonna shut up about this guy. The thing that's been coming out the last month is how absolutely terrible the Bengals offensive line is gonna be. They went. They had a pretty good. They lost their two best guys. They're gonna be garbage at that position. So if you want time for your quarterback to make the right play, uh, this might not be the offensive line for you. You know, this is just a uh, a little bit better because of the weapons that he has, Joe Flacco. Uh, when you really look at it, a lot of the similar stats, you know, the 4,300 yards uh, is about 4,293 is the best he ever had. That was back in 2013, just over 4,200 last year. The thing that he's been very good at that Joe Flacco hasn't is that his uh, touchdown to interception ratio is a lot better because he doesn't turn the ball over. Only 15 interceptions in the last two seasons combined. Before that. The two years before that he had 37 interceptions. So, right. uh, so, so is he somewhere in between? Is he somewhere well, in between? Well, the, the argument can be made of this, that he's at least, he, if you do it two years in a row, now you're starting to show a trend that you've learned something. Uh, you're not just trying to force everything into A.J. Green. Uh, the other thing that, though, is, that stands out is he's also not a guy that has, throws for a lot of touchdowns. How many was it? One season with more than 30 touchdowns? Yeah. So you're not ever going to get that high-end production out of him. So, again, we're talking about a guy that what, what was it? Uh, that 2013 was the year that he, with the 33 touchdowns, that he blew up. He went to, what did he finish? Like number four yeah. overall at quarterback, four, I think uh, it yeah. was. And and then he was getting way overdrafted, and, and there was the buy-in on... on and the first half of that season, I think he was like number one for a lot of the season. He was just rolling, and then he kind of came back down to earth. Um, yeah, I, I found this page, though. Here's a quick question I got for you. I love this fantasy football uh, calculator. Um, would you pick Dalton? Who would you take first? Quick, just answer each of you. Tyrod Taylor or Dalton? Tyrod Taylor. Tyra Taylor. Dalton. Uh, like Wentz or... Or, um, Dalton. Dalton. Anyone but Wentz. Dalton. Okay. Palmer or Dalton? Palmer. Palmer or Dalton? I'll go Dalton. Dalton's going higher than all, all those quarterbacks right. I just mentioned. I'm going to defend him for a minute. Uh, when we did the touchdown dependency report for the year end, um, I wrote dibs on Andy Dalton. Here's why. The guy did not have a lot of touchdowns. He only he only threw uh, 18 touchdowns. He did finish... But he finished quarterback 10. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing about it. He had four rushing, didn't he? The fact that his, he, he's tr- he was kind of... Last year was a really good test for Andy Dalton because he lost guys like, um, you know, Tyler Eifert. He, he, Tyler Eifert missed eight. A.J. Green missed six. Andy Dalton was throwing... was trying to make plays with what he had. So, under pressure, Andy Dalton still put up 4,200 yards. Um, the fact that Eifert's back... The fact that the re-sign LaFell, the fact that A.G. Green is going to be playing football, hopefully, for all 16 games. I think Andy Dalton should at least match QB 10 numbers. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a, a great, what great they, middle pack quarterback one for the value you're going to find him in the draft after probably at least 10 quarterbacks. And they're thinking, you're hearing the news, they're going to do the uh, the Patriots two-banging tight end move and maybe grab O.J. from Alabama at tight end in the draft. Imagine if he gets that weapon. It'd be sexy. Let's just remember when we talk about quarterbacks and we say he finished as, you know, quarterback 10 on the season. Basically, quarterback 9 and quarterback 15 are separated by a passing touchdown last year. Right. So we're talking about a range of players 
to where if he throws one less touchdown or rushes for one less touchdown, his numbers, you know, and then we say he finishes at QB 15. So it's a little bit different to where, you know, you say he was QB 10, that's great, but if one thing falls a different way, he's much closer to QB 15. So I like him as that sort of back-end QB 1, QB 2 streaming type. To where I don't have to count on him all the time. I can play mismatches. I cannot play the motherfucker in prime time where he's going to throw for 200 yards and two picks. Uh, you know. But start out, whenever he's in prime time, just so you know, the first two drives, he's all world. You're like, oh my god, Dalton's the best. And then doesn't do a thing for any drive the rest of the game. You know, I, I would totally agree with you, Stacks, if... The guy threw like 25 touchdowns, and like, but the fact that he only threw 18 touchdowns, and then he's gonna have Eifert back, and he's gonna have AJ Green back, and he's gonna have a healthy offense there with a, uh, an improving offensive line. You don't think that he can maintain? I just don't know if it's gonna be improving. With all the players they lost, they're gonna have that's to start. Where, you know what? I they're gonna have to start lost, like two guys. It's the offensive right. line that scares me with that. Yeah, they're gonna have to start. You know, they're they're all highly drafted players. I mean, they got Jake Matthews, who they drafted in, what, the second round, and Cedric Adabagazimwan. Um, fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah right? Got it. Um, they've got They've got highly drafted offensive tackles that they hope to put in there. Uh, and so these guys will have their chat, shot finally at playing the position. Now the guys they got rid of were, you know, top, top players that are positioning and got paid like it. So it's going to be tough. We'll see. He's, he's, I'm just going to keep him in the back end where he, his range of outcomes can be much wider. He'll like it just like that. I jumped on that one. Oh. Making out with Mighty Bang. I'm just going to, let's just finish up with Andy Dalton real quick. Um, I'm pretty confident with the weapons he's going to have back that he will be like uh, Stakes has him as a back end, but really I think he means uh, a high end QB two. I, I think you're more leaning QB two than a uh, QB Maybe. one. I, I, I go I, both ways. For, for his value, <laughs> I think Andy Dolan is going to put up some really good numbers and out outplay his ADP. Let's go to the Cleveland Browns. Um, obviously, broke ass wiper. They <laughs> went for him and. Uh, Made, paid cash to get a, this, what, a second round pick or whatnot, and now it looks like he's going into their season as their number one. I read an article um, earlier today, um, pretty pretty good one actually, um, on the site Pro Football Focus, why Cody Kessler should start week one for the Browns, um, and it was a pretty interesting one. Cody uh, Kessler's actually good, broke ass wiper is not. And it, to be honest, let's... It, it probably should happen and probably might because broke is a broke ass. Uh, but right now, you're seeing the number one on the start on the depth chart is Mr. Uh, Osweiler, and that's are they gonna? I mean, everyone was thinking they were gonna draft a QB, but they they got too high of a pick. So then now, are they gonna go high in the second round? Are they gonna get one of these guys that we're probably gonna talk about? They have two picks, and if they don't take Mitchell Trubisky at 101, they're probably gonna take a quarterback. Uh, Depending on who's left right there at, what is it? 12. 12. 12. 12. And it, the fact is, someone like Trubisky or even Mahomes, they could still be there. And I would hate for it to happen to either of those guys to go to the Browns. <laughs> but we need to expect something like that. And I do think the Browns will still spend capital on a quarterback and try to continue to fix this 
with developing a guy. Yeah, I mean, as we look at it today, I don't think Brock Osweiler is going to be their starting quarterback. I think if anything, you know, if they don't draft anybody highly, they're going to be looking at Cody Kessler for week one and for as long as he can stay healthy. You know, his yards per attempt was pretty successful last year. Uh, He had... You know, some limited weapons there for times and playing with a lot of other young players in that offense. So I think he built a rapport with a lot of these guys. The question is, is he a long-term viable starter? And you can't really see yes because he's knocked out of multiple games last year with injuries. And and that's a little bit concerning. But they did spend a boatload of money along the offensive line. So if we're looking for a team that's going to have one of the better offensive lines in the league and a guy who could be like Andy Dalton, and that's who you know Hugh compared him to in the draft process last year, and that's why they sort of brought Cody Kessler in, it, you know, that, that parallels. So the weapons could be very good depending on if they get a Josh Gordon back or if they add somebody with the 12th pick. Um, so there's a lot of just different options for this team. Well, for me, it's I look at the weapons. I'm I'm not that excited. Josh Gordon, he needs to come back in order for them to have any type of dynamicism left here. Because you that you're bringing in back Ken- though, it looks like looks like he's working so hard. You bring in Kenny Britt, who okay, you know, fine, you know, but it's, it's not that glory and glamorous. Uh, Corey Coleman is a guy that really needs to step up. So, and if you're going to bring somebody in as a draft pick, I mean, it's just how often do we normally see guys come in right away and really make that much of an impact, especially when there's not any other impact player there to help defer some of the attention away from them. I love, by the way, like now before Stag started up to you, I love the talents that wide receiver. All three of those guys you mentioned. When you got your third best guys, a Brit, who's you know we'll see, keep him away from uh, keep him yeah. away. Third keep best up. guys, Kenny Brit. Just gonna slide Corey Coleman right in over him, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, no absolutely. question about it. Um, but just keep him off the army bases. But you're also, you guys are also. I'm just saying this is that's all on the assumption that Josh Gordon's playing. He's not. I don't think. He I don't is. think you he's going to be playing. So then, what, then if you're you talking mean, about is Corey Coleman and Kenny Brit are your number one and number two. I don't think. You think they're going to reinstate and they're going to bench? They, 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 bench they have. I, I think they've talked enough about penetrated Osweiler. <laughs> they, I don't think they want to deal. If he gets reinstated, they have a great bargaining chip or a trade. Some trade I agree. Bait. Here's the thing: because the Browns are probably just sick of the publicity of what he's done to that organization, and you can see that they're just trying to fix themselves. And Josh Gordon, as great as an athlete as he is. They will probably get something more back I agree that. in a trade or in some other way than letting him catch footballs from whoever their quarterback's going to be. One quick thing. I just want to say a Twitter guy that I love. He, he had kind of come across him and he's a big rookie guy with the rookie uh, coming up. But this guy, Cyan uh, C- Fahey. Is it CM? How do you spell it? Oh, the worst. Oh, that, you don't, that's you don't a like bad, that guy? That's a bad thing, Derek. We just lost like five listeners. I love that guy's rookie shit. Why do you guys hate him? The guy is awful. A tool he bag. just he just said Mahomes isn't a well, that's why I wanted, draftable player. That's why I wanted to talk about this guy. Well, I'm surprised you're not well, blocked well, by him though. He blocks everybody who says anything negative about. I don't him say anything negative about. Him. I like him. I, I, I like him. One, well, but um, two, I I like the guy. I like his priest. He's he, he's his his bio on Twitter is once watched 600 Brock Osweiler snaps in 48 hours. That was the reason why I'm bringing him up. But I like him. But I like him on Twitter. I like his shit. He's 
He's he hates racists like I do. So he's he's in my he's in my fan club. I think there's better talent evaluators out there who are. Get, put him out. All right, yep. No, oh. no. Who mentioned a couple? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Even come on, <laughs> come on. That's what you do. We talked about Justin Higdon before. Uh, he does some great work. A lot of the guys at Roto Biz. I, I mean, there, there's way too many guys to name. I don't want to miss anyone out. They do a great job. Is uh, it Dorman? Who's the other quarterback guy? Um, rookie quarterback. Uh, so Pro Football Focus. Uh, they got a whole draft thing going on. I have not really messed with it too much because I, I, I think it costs money. But uh, I'll, Man, you know what? There's there's gonna be a whole a whole content piece devoted to these guys that I think are great at what they do. I uh, like I like the work of Mark Schofield, Schofield and great. Matt Waldman. When it Waldman, comes to that's what I was thinking. Waldman's awesome, and he's been on the Pirate Podcast Light a bunch. Waldman's awesome. So, but hold on, one thing I do want to say. So you, I that's funny because the reason another reason why I like him is I watched the videos and shit and read those tweets that he was doing about Mahomes. And I'm kind of on board that Mahomes. I, I think he's not going to be that great of a prospect. I think he's kind of. I think he's the next like, okay, talent Ty- guy, talent guy that's like all talent and all size and all measurables and just is not going to translate. Okay, that's fine. Here, he just throws if, the fucking ball up. If I gave you a chance Praise. to draft Jay Cutler again, you know, sort of knowing what you know now that he won't reach a peak talent level. Would you still give up a first-round pick for Jay Cutler? How desperate are you? Yeah. I mean, you're the Bears. You're the fucking Browns. You're a desperate goddamn team. But we gave up a lot more than that. No. But Okay, just if you're just saying one pick, then... then the middle of the first-round pick. Sure. Yes. I mean, if, if that's I mean NFL yeah. even knowing what we know now about Jay Cutler, I mean, if you get a 23-year-old chance at Jay Cutler, you still take him. Are you saying you like... The, are you liking the Browns taking him Mahomes, or you think he's a first-rounder? No, I think that Mahomes is a very similar player to Jake Hunter. Okay. An unrefined player. Okay. But he has arm talent, and he has that mobility uh, when he escapes the pockets. When I watch him, I just see Cutler over and over. And yes, I agree that he might be a guy who never reaches you know, that apex of talent. But okay, even yeah. if he's, you know, if you're the 20th best quarterback in the league... You're still a viable player over what the Browns are currently trotting out. And they have the 12th pick. You know, you look at the analytics on him, his yards per attempt is insane. His completion percentage, you know, with his amount of throws is awesome. Um, uh, Just the things he can do, you know, moving inside the pocket and setting his receivers up. He's got an electric arm. So I I really just like Mahomes' game. But yes, his footwork is a fucking atrocity. Like his footwork is in the six two. Like Cutler was like a tall six four, and he's a monster. This guy. I think I put I put Cutler as a tall six two too. He, no. Have you ever seen, stood next to that guy? He is fucking ginormous. He is a tall. I, 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 saw, I saw him stand in front of a body like of water like six, one five. time. <laughs> Naked, standing tall. No spikes on. You know, but his footwork. I think a lot of it has to do with he. he it, what's a little worrisome? I love Mahomes as, as well, but. He, 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 he took so many snaps out of shotgun. So it's like, how are, how is your footwork there in, in a, you know, right under center? Even just like a pistol for Like anything else but shotgun. The, 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 the footwork's troublesome, but the man's got a cannon. I think he throws it really well. And I would love for him to go. I know we'll talk to him later. I just no, we won't. We got this is what we're talking. Oh, okay. No, but like I, I think we're covering our Mahomes moment he, right he, now. He's going to be a l- later in the, uh, in the, uh, but... The Arizona Cardinals. 
I yeah, think. That, that's the dream. Fit. That's the dream. <laughs> Everyone would. And it, I think. I think his. The, I think the draft spot falls perfectly. Sixteen. I, I'm getting the, the the middle numbers a little mixed up, but I think it could happen. I think he's gonna be. You're gonna love him even more if he goes to the Cardinals and you actually get to see see him learn behind one Carson Palmer and then two start in just a, a handful of years tops two. I agree with that. I agree. If he can get some time, he seems like a smart enough guy and, and can fix on his mechanics and get under center, like you said, and become a, a huddle guy. But we'll see. Just just overall, I don't think that any of these quarterbacks are ready to play right now. Any of these young They never players. are. Uh, yeah, but like I wouldn't want to do it at all. Like last year if I felt like I was forced to I would have played Carson Wentz, you know, but Patrick Mahomes, man, just the, all the different things and his ability to fit it in tight spots and just keep the play alive. I, I think he's probably going to go higher than everybody thinks. I think, you know, at 12 to Cleveland where they have an analytics background, they like, you know, quarterbacks with larger sample sizes. He's started 29 games in his career. Uh, you know, high completion percentage, high yards per attempt, and pretty much he elevated his team to wins, and that's not something a lot of the quarterbacks in this class can say outside of Deshaun Watson. Cool. Let's move on. Um, that was a great conversation about the Browns there, by the way, guys. Hey. No, we did good at the start. <laughs> Do you really want to talk about no, the Browns? I, I like it. it. We got I, I think we're actually we're, we're at, a, at, a, at a point here where, like, a couple of the next teams, there's not, yeah, there's not much. Not Denver, much. Denver Broncos, Trevor Simeon, uh, they were saying that the New York Jets were interested in him. Paxton Lynch drafted in the late first round last year. Uh, let's breeze through this team a bit. Um, are they are they holding Pat now that Romo's gone? Or what do you guys think happens with this one? Let's spend literally two minutes on the Broncos and catch up because we're going slow. I think Elway might be okay with the guys he has right now. I don't think they were ever truly invested in wanting to acquire Tony Roman. It would have been nice if the price was right, yeah. but I think they like their guys right now. Us, uh, Trevor Simeon, they gave him so many opportunities, and he performed well in, in, in a few of those. Um, Paxton Lynch, I think he's going to continue to learn the offense, and I like him as the future franchise quarterback of the Broncos. We're going to see some, some more rocky games, but uh, I, I think Paxton Lynch is okay, and I think the Broncos see that as well. And look at Trevor Simeon. He threw for 3,400 yards, You know, 18 touchdowns, 10, 10 picks. Not horrible, you know, when, you, when you're looking at the grand scheme of things. And he has the weapons there. So, you know, a, another year of comfortability. Yeah, who knows to see if they want to really get Paxton Lynch in there. Maybe that, that competition also could help out as well. So Overall, with Trevor Simeon, I just don't think he's very good. I, like, he's a backup masquerading as a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's, 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 he's Brian Hoyer. It's hard not to see, like, that type of player getting starting opportunities. I mean, he's going to throw for 225 yards, a touchdown, maybe two a game. Yeah. And he's not going to be the blow-up fantasy player, but maybe he's going to be the 12 to 15 fantasy point guy for you on a bye week. There's, it's not great. I'm not saying that he's going to be ended up being this end-all, be-all, but you talk about being in a perfect situation. That's one of the better situations to be in. you got Demarius Thomas, you got Emmanuel Sanders, and you both, got that defense. Both dwindling. I mean, I love what I saw, heard Vance Joseph say this this week. Like, you know what? Demarius Thomas is going to have to play tougher. He's going to have to get better. He's going to have to be a met bigger bass. He's going to want to have to work harder. He's basically calling out Demarius, and I couldn't agree more as an owner of a guy that watches a lot of the games. Demarius is, I don't know who said this, but he is the, maybe of stacks, he is the smallest 6'4", uh, big, should be awesome um, wingspan and being able to get to the, the point of the ball 
He's but remembered he's the for the smallest getting... big wide receiver ever. Plays like such a puss. And even in their championship season, he was terrible all, all offseason. I mean, I, he just doesn't impress me. He's I think remembered for getting blown up more than once. Yeah, and, and remember last year he made the Pro Bowl, I think, last year. And he was just, he sucked. Go ahead. Yeah, yes, Take said this. Simeon really isn't that great. But I think the reason why he's con- going to be still in this role is to continue development properly for Paxton Lynch, which is exactly what Paxton Lynch needed because he would have fallen like any other rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would have been a mess. So I he's, like it. He's raw as fuck. That's it. Yeah, Paxton cool. Lynch. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be a guy that's at least a week one starter. You know, come week eight, they might need to reevaluate. Oh, Give damn. Give him another year. Right. Come week eight, reevaluate. All right, Houston Texans. Tom Savage is the number one guy on that after they got rid of Mr. Brock. Um, Romo was the where they thought we would go. We've gone through that, exhausted it. What do you think? Are these guys in on with Savage and a Whedon backer backup? No. RG, are they signing RG3? Are they signing Cutler? What are they doing? I'd say they go Cutler. See, you know, you said Savage is number one. The thing is, the Texans have a number two quarterback and a number three quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. They are They've got two number three quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is true. You know, actually got a three and a three. At seat. least, like, Savage is hard. Exactly. I, I have a sweet spot for Tom Savage. I did like when he came up, but man, he played. Bad at the times. I was like, I was lit down. But regardless, they're looking at everyone right now. That like uh, Houdini uh, just mentioned earlier in the show. The first domino has fallen. The Texans are needing a quarterback. There's a lot, a lot of guys out there, and they're probably going to want to attain one before the draft. So they're not forced to reach. You know, when there's still a few guys left on the board. Funny so, tweet I saw today. It was uh, when Romo announced his retirement. Maybe it was a couple days ago, but I saw it today. Uh, he goes, "Yeah, I think the uh, Texans should trade two two picks and grab Osweiler back." <laughs> <laughs> um, any, I don't think we have anything no, else to say. This is a team to keep your eye on. There's a lot of things happening. It's a good team, great defense. Everyone seems to think they're Super Bowl capable, but they're missing that one piece. So be it. It's the most important piece in the. <laughs> All of sports, probably, but definitely in the NFL, it's the quarterback. Yeah, Tom Savage is not going to be a playoff quarterback, no matter if he starts a game in the playoffs or not. He's not what you're looking for. They're a team that could address somebody in that first round. Maybe they go later in the second round on a pick, too. Uh, so what about your Mahomes? What if they get grab him, Texas guy? Texas I still don't think any of the rookie quarterbacks should be starting. So. That guy, that guy would be winging the friggin' thing to Hopkins, though. All right, let's move on to the next one. Indianapolis Colts, uh, bummer deal, a slightly torn labrum, um, just got some uh, surgery done on it. Andrew Luck, you know, that's my guy, but going back to what I talked about on a podcast or two ago, you know, just going to try and stay away a little bit more from the injured guys. Does that mean that Luck won't probably be on all my teams? No way, because for some reason he seems to slip in the leagues I'm in. And there's a guy that's... Where's he going now on that? Uh, I'll look at that. But basically he went... He's in MFL 10s. MFL 10s. So, uh, and this, just just so you know, I, I think this other calculator, it's not MFL 10s. They're just, that's just like, no, it opened no. for regular drafts. Um, but I love when you guys uh, mention all this MFL 10, because you guys are madmen and that stuff. Um, but he, he, last year's ADP, Luck was four, and he finished four. Uh, I think the same. I think he's finished the ADP he's been expected to go at like three out of the last four years. So except for the one year where he was drafted as QB one, yeah, and sort of let you down. Yeah, that's true. But he's been a model of consistency, and for some reason, I don't know, and maybe it's just last year. But people, I think it's the team. I think now one of the, the guy, the wide receiver, that people are loving, and for good reason. Ty Hilton's going so high, so they must think. Luck's doing something. Anyway, uh, I think it sucks. I don't, I'm bummed out his injuries. Um, 
uh, there. But I'll take a look. Anything else you guys got to say, I'll see where he's going on uh, the calculator. I mean, at least with Andrew Luck, he had that surgery early in the offseason. He didn't wait till fucking March like goddamn Cam Newton. So he had his surgery done in January, uh, late January, early February. So he's already on that road to healing. So, I, you know, that partially torn, it sucks a little bit. But, you know, Andrew Luck's going to do things running the ball. He's going to get you some points on the ground. He's got, you know, a surplus of weapons. Even if you could afford to deal Dwayne Allen away and go with, like, guys like Jack Doyle and Eric Swope, who I think will be dope. Um, so there. <laughs> Whoa, holla. Um, Dante Moncrief is a good red zone weapon. I don't know if he's anything more than that right now. You know, signing a Kamar Aiken who could be a third down sort of check down receiver along with the Philip Dorsett. I think the options are there for him to be a little bit more viable. And I think this is a team that could add a multifaceted uh, all, uh, add a multifaceted running back during the draft. You know, sometimes they're, they're definitely doing that. They've already said it. We're grabbing a back. We need some. We need something there. Uh, Houdini baseball calculator. He's going uh, forty. Um, sorry, that's around forty eighth pick, and he's the fourth QB going. Only Breeze, Brady, and uh, Rogers are going ahead of him. So still high, I think. You know, so too I guess, high. Yeah, any of those guys. Yeah, but he drops he, in leagues and real drafts, and I'm in. Maybe it's just it seems like people don't like him. There's like a certain guys when you look at the ADP and you look at these this data, it's like there, but just for some reason people don't sure. Like, anyway, you know, you know, being, being injured, that's too high. He just—he was a guy who had a lot more rushing uh, effectiveness as far as touchdowns earlier in his career. His last two years, I think he had two rushing touchdowns last year, but I don't think he had any the year before. Um, he's only thrown over thirty touchdowns twice. He the one thirty, uh, he threw thirty-one last year. Then the two years before, when he had the blowout, he threw for forty. But we never saw that big extension. We've kind of seen a, a regression. But that almost kind of lays into the fact of that. Hey, well, but he now also has more experienced receiver because now T.Y. Hilton is not that younger guy. Now you have Dante Moncrief and you have these other guys that are hopefully going to take their game to the next level, and that's really what he needs. So I think they need, I, a, I running, think, they need I, a running back. They yeah. need someone to. They haven't had a running back since he's been there. I mean, Frank Gore got a thousand yards. I know, last, but we very know. effective. But he needs. No, a they need a fear of running attack. A fear of running attack. They don't even need a fear of running back. Attack. They just need a running back who is highly effective catching the ball. And that'll help that, Andrew Luck even more. For sure. But I think a feared running back will bring people up and he can get you know some of these other, uh, especially T.Y., that explosiveness. And the, the guy they draft, Dorsett, I mean, the, what a bust he's been late. But the reason up. they got him is just to be able to have Luck throw the bomb. We'll see. Um, let's move on if you guys don't mind. Um, hey, don't forget about Kamar Aiken. Yeah, you chatted him up already. Okay, I know. But just Kamar. don't forget. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, that's right. They signed that. They signed him. I, I kind of like that. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I don't I don't really don't know what to say, so I'm just going to shut up. Blake Bortles, um, what do you guys think? I think uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be looking at the quarterback class this year. Wow. Um, wow. You know what? We I think we got everyone, including the Jacksonville, got to really see – the kind of quarterback that Blake Bortles is, and I'm not sure if they have the patience to deal with that for uh, more years. Once you know, once the extension comes through, are they going to want to resign for three, four? Probably not. They're probably looking right now because if they can get value in a guy, they can let Bortles go, 
and then you know start over while their wide receivers are still young and capable of kicking ass. <laughs> Let me just say this because the one thing is that when you, you don't, uh, the the non-indicator for Bortles has been the touchdowns in his career. He's had uh, it was eleven touchdowns, thirty-five touchdowns, twenty-three touchdowns. But the one thing that's absolutely consistent is his completion percentage, which is like 58.9%. The other thing that's been consistent has been his interceptions, which has been 17, 16, or 18. So I also don't like the running attack. But they say uh, they're going to grab, grab what's the name of the fourth. That almost feels like it's a it's a guarantee. That, that feels like it's a guarantee, so it absolutely won't happen. Really? Leonard Fournette really? with the fourth pick. I like, it's they, been I, everywhere. And I, mean, I haven't seen anyone that doesn't have that. Exactly. Charlie, when Charlie Casserly's got the same thing as everyone else, I'm like, okay, it's 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 foregone conclusion. Because <laughs> that guy's always totally different than everyone else. And doing, like, he wants to be different because he used to have the role, you know? But go on. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts with Blake Bortles is... If you cannot watch Blake Bortles and just take 15 to 18 fantasy points on your team on a weekly basis and not look at how he got those numbers, not watch his football games, he'll be all right. But right now he's being drafted around QB20. Both, both of the last two years. Top five. He's fit, well, one year he finished top five last oh, year. Oh, drafted. Drafted, he's been top five the last two years, wouldn't you say? No. No. In second last, year, he wasn't drafted. He was coming up the last, last year. Last year, last year he was drafted as like the, the seventh or something like the that. The eighth yeah. overall quarterback. Okay. But I think a guy took, in one of my leagues took the top five. Sorry. <laughs> That's We all laughed. But it, yeah, what has he been able to do the last couple of years? Last year, he finished 14th. So if you're getting him late, you know, you're still seeing a third of the year before, though? Yeah. Uh, what? Fourth? Depending uh, on your scoring year, system. That, after that year is the year that I'm talking about. Fourth, depending on your scoring system. Uh, in 2015. But, yeah, if you're getting him at QB20, and all he has to do is sort of continue what he's been doing the last couple of years, you're going to see value. The thing is, they're going to be garbage time points. You can't watch it, and you can't look at the score until late in the game. I, I like everything you say, but I did watch the games because I was an Allen Robinson shareholder, and holy crap, these throws were atrocious last. And you got when you got a quarterback himself that had a great top five season the season before, talking all season about how shitty his mechanics are and how he's got to improve his mechanics, and that means inside his mind he doesn't have confidence in himself, and that's what scares me. Watching the games, actually, I know he got it done, but watching these terrible throws where even on the big plays that Allen Robinson was making, it was some of the most badass catches you could ever see, and you're like, holy passes, Christ, yeah. no other, there's five wide receivers in the league that could even catch that garbage pass. This actually surprised me because it does seem like he has some terrible thrown balls and seems like he throws an incompletion every other pass. So in the last three years, his completion percentage from 2014 to 2016 was 58.9, 58.6, and 58.9. It's like, okay, so we'll never really see 60% completion Blake Bortles. It seems like and that this is like his trend in the last three years. We don't see that progression anywhere. Um, his 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 actually his um, his average net yards per attempt in the last oh last year was only 5.23 y- net net yards. That's like it's not it's not good. Uh, even on his best season that he had uh, uh, two years ago when he threw for 35 touchdowns, it was only 6.09, which wow. is getting there. But you want to see you want to see yourself in the sevens. Um, the fact that he's not getting 
showing progression anywhere, and you can you watch him. And still he's still that's, that, that's that's the thing. That's I, I, I think the Jags are going to look forward and you know try to cut their losses. There was a bad pick. It seems like they're kind of focusing more and seeing what other teams do. They're like, hey, you held on for your quarterback for way too long. Should let him go. Maybe they'll consider it. Yeah, I just don't think it's this year. I no, think, no, it's I think, not. I think in the well, oh, you know, Blake oh, Bortles no. in the fourth fourth year of his deal. Um, so this year, I'm not worried about anybody else starting for this team than oh, Blake yeah. Bortles. So that's my major. Like he's going to be out there, you know, taking snaps. Uh, another team who probably has a guy out there taking snaps for him come day one. Alex Smith, who loves Val Valverde's. You gotta tell us what this is. I have. I mean, You've never heard of Homestar Runner? Absolutely not. This is like a thing like back in the early days of like uh, uh, of the internet and online. It was like you know these guys that have like you ever created heard of this? this thing. Have you ever heard of this? I've heard of it. I don't know anything about right, it. Right, they're younger. They're not gonna know about this. So I've like, not heard of this. So it's Homestar like Homestar home Runner, okay. and there was like all these like little cartoons and things about it. And it's like this it's like a co- early comedy. Oh my god, it's like so. It's, it's just a, I, no, it wasn't even a comedy. It's only online. It was like this is just like a weird South thing. Park hit it big, and this one didn't. Hey man, it's off season. You know, I've given you Spectrum Man the past. I'm not ripping it. I've never heard You know. Yeah, I like, brought you Dr. Steve Brule. I know. You know, yeah, that, that, that wasn't, that, you know, so. You've done well. You've done well. I I'm actually. Spectrum in here. I, I do kind of agree with saying so. You know, it may not happen this year, even though I did say, I, I think they're they're thinking about looking, though, because the, the class next year does look good, but I think for, they might see some mid, mid-round guys here to try to try to see what they can get behind Bortles, if not look ahead to next year, because they do have a full year so if it's not this year, it is. I, it's got to be next year at least. Sure, I fucking hate mid-round quarterbacks. They like how often do these guys pay off? Taking a shot on Dak Prescott, yeah, that pays off. You know what? Once every decade, but now every season they're looking for the next Dak Prescott in the fourth or the fifth round. Literally, like it pays off once in a decade, and people are still thinking that developmental quarterbacks are a thing. And you could draft a guy behind your guy, and he's eventually going to turn into a you know the long term starter. Even if you want a developmental starter, you've got to put a first or a second round pick on a guy you believe in. I mean, let's let's look at all these. I'm looking guys. at I'm looking at him. You're, you're you're pretty much right. I mean, everyone's basically a first pick or a first round pick. Um, except for Simeon, except for you're saying that Jeff Driscoll's not the next great quarterback. Fucking don't take draft, Jeff Driscoll draft fucking fourth corner. Like it's it's fucking ludicrous. Well, you know why it is though. Dak is gonna Dak is gonna whet everyone's appetite again because everyone wants to be all savvy. And you know the main reason Tom Brady's fucked the whole thing up. Okay, you know yeah, that. okay, that was what two decades ago. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm not behind. It. I agree with you, but he's <laughs> fucked up the whole program. Every guy when they do it, like we well, got the next Tom Brady. But this is what's hilarious. I mean, but it's like when you hit on those, it, it's exactly like like Stags is saying. It, it, you know, what are the odds that a number one pick ends up having like at least a three or Four or five year it's a five year career. I think it's at like sixty percent or fifty percent. Number player or quarterbacks? No, no, not quarterbacks. Okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about first round draft picks okay. as a whole. Like then you go to second round draft picks and then it drops down to like 
30%. Third round, it's like at 20%. And then when you go to like to the sixth round, you're talking at like any player that's going to even land, we're talking like into the single digit percentages. So then if you're trying to think about the quarterback position, which gets farmed out like a mother effort, the odds of that happening at that point in time, if you probably go back over the years, it's even so more minuscule. The only guy that we can see is that you said Dak Prescott, a star, a starter, but he was he had a few years. Cousins was a fourth rounder. Um, so that's it. He's he's recent enough to wet people's appetite. I'm with you. I'm not saying it like, pans out, but it's the reason why people people want to make that big pick that is a game changer instead of the safe pick. And there's been like ten guys over the last thirty years that have started more than thirty games for for a team and been their long term starter. We're talking about guys like Tom Brady, and we're talking about you know, Kyle, games? like like literally only like two three seasons, like uh, like thirty to forty games. So and like Kyle Orton, you know, panned out for a little bit there. Russell Wilson was a kind of like Kyle Orton. But the other thing too is that when Dak was taken in the fourth round, what was it? Connor Cook. How many of the other quarterbacks that were taken before Dak Prescott and, was taken? In and let's remember round? why Dak fell. Dak fell because a DUI. Uh, DUI. Right. I mean, people before his DUI. Like, right before, what, his pro day or something like that, he was expected to be a second-round pick in the NFL draft because people liked his intangibles. They liked what he was able to do leading his team. You know, they liked his athleticism, and they liked his arm. Yeah, and um, I was reading, if you read Pro Football Folks' last year, four quarterbacks to stay, they're leading up to the draft, four quarterbacks to stay away from. Connor Cook was their number one, Dak Prescott was their number two. So even the biggest Chris Collins worst little operator, everyone's darling of data and knowing stuff. Pro Football Focus last year was like stay away from Dak, and geek wrong. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to oh, we, let's talk about Smith for a sec- Let's so, talk about for, for a second. So Alex Smith is a, a QB two. You can stream them. They this is also another team that could be looking to add a quarterback in the draft. They might be a team, you know, Andy Reid has done this before, spent first or second round picks on quarterbacks while having a guy under contract. Basically, Alex Smith's cap hit next year is in the mid $20 million. If you want to cut a guy, you know, you you use him to groom this year and then he's gone. So that could be an interesting way to look at it. Plus, I think they're learning that Alex Smith isn't going to take him to the promised land. Mm -hmm. Gee. That's sort of how I'm looking at it. Took oh, yeah. that long That's... to find out. Yeah. But hey. Hey, he's very serviceable. There... He plays yeah. every week. He he he's not gonna give you the glamour, amazing four hundred yard games, but my lord, you know, the fact that he still runs and, 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 and gives you the, the yardage there, he's serviceable. So, you know, you can you can make hay for a couple weeks if you if you need to. Prime example of Stag Party's um, um, Andy Reid comment. Donovan McNabb getting a little bit older, but still, this was uh, what I don't know what year this was. Um, 2007 picked Kevin Cobb in the second round when Donovan McNabb was still a Pro Bowl player, and was just like, you know what, we're gonna get this guy, and I, I believe that they. Traded Cobb with the, or, or down and half within a year or so after that, and they, they traded Cobb list. first. Cobb got dealt. Uh, no, he started at. They traded McNabb, um, and and Cobb started in his place. Right. Um, like real more soon than you would have thought after that 2007 pick. They're like, all right, you're going, to, you're going to Washington. And not only that, and we're going to send you in division because we don't care. And I think Cobb falls underneath that 20 to 30 game threshold that you were yeah. talking about, Stags. 
What's that? I think Cobb falls underneath that 20 to 30 game threshold. He's also a second round pick, yeah. so I get off. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm saying you were right. I'm yeah. saying you were right. Falling under. Not a, not, not, he didn't maximize it. Um, okay, let's uh, go on. I don't want to talk about I, I, Let's talk about, talk about Watkins now. Here's an opportunity to talk about um, a rookie that we like. Watson? Watkins. Watson? Watson, sorry. Watson. Yeah, Watson. So we're Elementary. So we're talking Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Clemson Tigers, uh, national championship winner this year, two-time national championship game attendee. But everybody loves him because he basically, if you look at his stats against Alabama, which is the closest thing you can get to a pro team, you know, pretty damn good. Over 700 yards, you know, pretty close uh, to a 67% completion percentage, you know, good YPA. You know, through touchdowns, you know, just carved up their defense in a couple title games. So, you look at Watson, he's got all the intangibles. He started a boatload of games. He, you know, helped elevate his team. He also, you know, he's athletic. He can move in the pocket. He's got good feet. Um, the thing you worry about, you know, real, real bad is basically his ball, you know, velocity at the combine. 449 miles per hour. Basically, in the NFL today, there's one quarterback who's below that threshold as a starter, um, Mike Lennon. Uh, so, Sweet bear down, Chicago you, you look at all, that's one of the analytics, like, this is a minimum threshold. So, if, if you're not above that, it's a little bit scary. But since then... People have still just, if you look at the Bill Parcells style of drafting a quarterback and you look at all that checklist, Sean Watson is going to hit everyone. You know, and, and that ball velocity, it's mattering more and more the further people are digging into these analytics because they are actually finding uh, enough, I don't want to say proof, but they're finding enough results to be like, that is the threshold you have to meet. And this does matter because you have to think about, it may not seem like much when you think about the, the velocity, but... When it takes like an extra second to get down your receiver so many yards on the field, that's a lot of time mm-hmm. for a defender. You know what I mean? So these things matter. The thing is, too, I thought Deshaun Watson was faster and his his unofficial times were four six eight and four six seven. That's you know, that's something but here's what this Deshaun Watson has. He has the media backing. He has he has the I, I you know, he coming from Clemson, he has everything that the Old school, I don't want to say old school NFL, but this is like the decisions they make. They like guys like him, even though they're playing against the highest talent. That's what I'm saying. And and there are, there's several quarterbacks I think that are better than Deshaun Watson, but the media is going to push him into that first round and a team is going to reach for him because they think they need him. And he's, I think he's going to, he can hold his own for a few years no matter where he goes, just the same way Blake Bortles is holding his own. But then you're just going to kind of, I think he's, I, he, he's not a franchise quarterback. Here's the thing. The, the, the seconds and all this is, is truly where it all comes down to because what he really is, he's a winner. Okay? He's tough. And that's great. And he's tough, but, but he's resilient. He's, he, he, gives, he has all the fight in the world, but he's a winner. He's, he's won at all these levels. But you know who else did that but was not that great at, as a quarterback? Liner. Huh? Liner. Let's go to your guy, Tebow. 
Tim Tebow has no arm strength. Could not make the the, you know, the throws that you need to make in the NFL. The 15-yard out pass, uh, out pattern. He, he could not. He couldn't throw that. You know. So this is where if the, you don't have that that arm strength, you know how many how quickly cornerbacks are able to undercut your pass on those on those longer parallel type well, throws, and saying. you can't make it. And and, and the problem is, is that. In college, there is such a, especially when you play on those good teams, there is such a disparity of talent that the amount of separation and things, there is no separation in the NFL. It's throw to a point and have that ball get to that point right at the right time. And if you don't have the arm strength and the ability, you may have escape ability, which is also what he has. I mean, I don't even have to have 4 4 speed, but the, his ability to make plays on the run is where he'll have his most success, but that's after a play is broken down and it's not in its normal pattern. So My thing with him is that he's a competitor, and listening to a lot of the Alabama players from going against him a number of times throughout his career saying, hey, we used to hit the shit out of this guy. We would knock him as hard. That was our game plan. Rattle this guy, knock him up, and they would say we would hit him, and he would get up, and he would be stronger. And the next play, he would come back and do it again. That kind of heart, that kind of competitiveness, that kind of toughness, that's where I'm going to lay my hat on. His, his arm strength might not be there, but he, and he's not, he, he's not even that tall. He looks like a lot taller than he is. I think he's only 6'2 as well. But I'm going to hang my hat on the toughness, and I don't think he's like a Tebow or a, um, uh, you know, let's say a Johnny football, where I think those guys are a little more gadgety and runny and like kind of like well, no, jittery. I'm, but I'm not comparing him to Johnny football because he'll actually work hard. But but the T-ball and the Johnny football are kind of similar. They're more gadgety and kind of they want to play to break the down. I look at I look at the T-ball and him. If you're going to say about the arm strength and the and that and, and the power of throw, that's what T-ball left. You know, Agreed. you know, he just didn't have that ability to to truly be you know to make all the right throws and the right decisions. And so we'll see. But he's a I winner. Mean, I'm, I'm not, it's just not a, if you draft him in the third round. Whatever you get out of him, I think then, then you're good. But if you're drafting him in, in the first round or in the early second round, I think you're, and I think like Waz said, I think the media has pushed everything about him that that's made him go that he's much higher. He's going to be a first rounder. I think gets, he's going to yeah. know the team we're talking about. I mean, he's basically Alex Smith 2.0. He's that type of athlete. He's going to get out, get outside the pocket, run a little bit, but he'll have to be in an offense that sort of caters to his strengths of underneath passing and accuracy. Yeah. And if you try to take him out of that and try to get him throwing the deep ball where he was the most inaccurate, you're going to see some flaws in his game. You are awesome. Feel awesome, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I got beer inside my keyboard. Awesome. Oh, uh, Miami so. Dolphins. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Dolphins. We're gonna go to. Sorry, uh, Waz ain't drinking tonight, so um, he's chilling. I'm drinking a, a, a variant of um, Revolution Brewing. I'm doing a Mosaic Hero Indian Pale Ale right now. Houdini's doing his victory. Totally delicious. <laughs> um, and please tell us what outstanding weirdness do we have going on? Yeah, it's this home star runner. Oh, yeah, this. So, and you can go so to my short term memories. All right, we're going to Miami Dolphins. Brian Tannehill in my Ali G voice. Will he be back? Is he going to be all right? What's going to happen? I mean, Joe Flacco was able to do it. I don't see any reason why Ryan Tannehill can't. Coming back off, you know, ACL tear. What are you expecting out of the guy this year? More, more of the same. Yeah, more of the same. Ryan Tannehill being Ryan Tannehill, but I also think Adam Gase 
did something last year where he slowed the pace down and protected you know this offense and they made sure to be a run first team uh, in sort of protecting the pace to where they ran you know the slowest pace in the league last year uh, compared to everybody else so not not great in terms of overall attempts. Uh, you know, he's going to throw 125 to 150 balls Jarvis Landry way, and he's going to gain 10 yards. That's not great for his, you know, yards per attempt. Uh, there's, you need a step up of a guy like a Julius Thomas who's coming over in a trade or a progression of a Devontae Parker just being a game changer for Ryan Tannehill to be you know, take the next level. He's just not a guy who can elevate a team himself. He's going to need the guys around him to elevate. Well, not only that, you, you, let's look at the gay style of offense. And the gay style is to limit the mistakes that the quarterback makes. But what that also does is that limits the opportunities that that quarterback makes. Uh, it, or I'm sorry, the, the opportunities that the quarterback has to make big plays and have huge games. You know, Tannehill threw for uh, 2,995 yards last year. Played in 13 games. But that's still, if you look at his average, a drop from the year before by over 30 yards per game. Now, the thing that was the big step up, and this is what Adam Gase's offenses have done. This is where Cutler, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, well, look, look at the efficiency of what he's doing. You know, you have, you have Ryan Tannehill who... The previous year uh, completed 62% of his passes, and he goes up to 67% of his passes. So he, he was, but he was closer to that also in 2014. So I think he's had these flashes, but I think that what Gase has done is just saying we're going to slow the game down, try to win by defense, and so we're just going to try to not be so dependent on the quarterback. But at the same time, what, from a fantasy standpoint, that's a horrible position. I don't want to be any part of this guy. And I'm also a Jarvis Landry owner. The only thing I can hope for there is that everybody else sucks, and so Landry just gets the ridiculous amount of targets that he does. But I am not going to buy into Tannehill ever making these any type of steps in progression. I don't see in Adam Gase any type of offense that he wants to be more conservative. You're just never going to get fantasy production there. I don't think that's true of the Gase offense. Okay. I don't think he wants to be conservative. I just think he's conservative because Ryan Tannehill blows balls. Work with what you got. <laughs> like, if you've got Jay Cutler, a turnover-prone guy, you try to limit those mistakes. I think he's the guy who can tailor the offense. Because we saw when he was with Peyton Manning that they will say fuck it and chuck it. But he will sort of make things happen with the talent he's given. The question is, Ryan Tannehill is not a talent right now. He's a marginal quarterback, and I don't think he'll ever you know, be more than that. And from a fantasy perspective, there's not a ton to look forward to. Okay. Agreed. Unless you're looking at pictures of his wife. Um, New England <laughs> Patriots, uh, Tom Brady. The guy stinks. I don't know how he does it. He says he wants to play to 45. I don't think we need to talk about him. Right now, he's, he's the number two quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers. Where do you guys? Do you have Rodgers ahead of Brady going into this season? I, I have Andrew Luck ahead of both of them. Wow, I like it. What do you got? You know, I, I like, uh, I'm going to have to say I liked uh, Brady over Rodgers this year uh, just because I'm just a sucker for Brandon Cooks and everything's going to be really pretty over there for him. Rock back. Uh, Edelman's I mean, a top 12 I mean, wide receiver. Tom Brady won't be able to play many more years yeah. if he continues with guys Deion like this. Deion thinks he's number three. three. And he's the guy that's covering those guys. 
I, I do not have Brady over Rodgers. Rodgers is by far uh, a better uh, fantasy pick. The fact is, look, Brady, yeah, he's had a couple of these amazing, amazing seasons, but it's just not the way that they run their offense there with Bill Belichick. And the fact is that what are the Packers really have right now that, that that's going to bring me any type of like, wow, look at their running back there. They don't. So there's still going to be Rodgers being Rodgers. And Tom Brady, I mean, look, I, he's going to be probably my number four quarterback, I think, maybe, you know, probably four. Because you got Gronk will be hopefully there for a whole year. I like the addition of Cooks. I think that he'll, he'll do well with that. Um, but I still see a, a Bill Belichick-style offense that's going to be extremely balanced. Okay, take away Luck. Who are you taking, uh, Rodgers or Brady? Who you like? Rodgers, just because basically even when Brady was back at all last season, they didn't go crazy with the air raid-style offense. They're very balanced with their running backs. Now, I still think they bring back a blunt uh, you know, here soon, and then that allows them to just have that sort of late grinded out style. I just really like all the targets a lot more in New England this year. I, I, like, I don't Devontae Adams isn't going to sustain the numbers he put up last year. Uh, I think Martellus Bennett will do good over there. I know we'll talk about the Packers yeah, a little bit. But when you got Gronk and Dwayne Allen, and you got Brandon Cooks, uh, we know we're going to see a little dip from Edelman. Um, there's and then you got uh, James White and Deion Lewis who are going to be. Involved as long as everyone stays healthy, I love. I'm, I'm I'm all for that. You know, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, and I I'm, I will buy Brady. He's going he's going too high. People are already on board, so I'm, I'm probably not gonna give him everywhere I want to. But I think he's gonna live up to his value. What you can do is you can put them all in one tier: Andrew Luck, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. And then whenever you're up and it's the last guy to draft. That's probably a good time to just hit draft, hit, hit draft on that guy, and then you end up getting one of those top quarterbacks in like the sixth round, and you usually end up doing all right. And I think one of the sneaky plays um, in the situation you didn't even mention with Brady is obviously Hogan has big playability and has some big games in him, but Malcolm Mitchell, he was a rookie last year, and I don't think we can remember a rookie that looked as good year one in that system with having to know reads and having to know how it works. I think the progression for him will be pretty good. There's some serious weaponry. I agree. I'm looking forward to Mitchell. Uh, at the same time, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a New England Patriot. Um, so I really wanted... At the same time, I want to see him stay in New England in order to take over the uh, franchise there. Cause I, he's a goner. I'm all for it. If Brady says he's playing a 45, they're going to dangle that out. <laughs> they're going to get – they're going to get – they're, they're hard. playing hardball right now. They're doing well, like, we like – we're not we, doing it. Somebody's going to come and they're like, go – we're gonna let you play. You think this year? I said the dominoes. So. The dominoes oh, have started okay. to fall. I, I, I yeah. can, I'll say this: the dominoes have started to fall. Now that you don't have Tony Romo, now oh, someone's gonna get forced into Jay Cutler. After Jay Cutler, there's not a whole lot that you're. If you're saying what's the the, the real future for, so it's like you know what? And if they go through the draft and you don't get, if you don't get that uh, Mitch Trubisky or you don't get the guy that you're looking for, you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo. For a future consideration at that point in time, or if you're sitting there on draft day and you're going, oh my God, we're never going to get Mitch Trubisky, we need him, and I'm, I need to go move up five spots, hey, help, hey, Bill, I'll give you what you're looking for. I agree. Here's the thing. Right after the draft, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's stock isn't higher, it's lower because, you know, the value of those picks, the values of, of those picks for 2018 do nothing for fucking Bill Belichick this year. Anymore. And that's all Bill Belichick cares about is this goddamn season. And he but, loves second, third, and fourth rounders because he'll find, or sure. he'll try to, he thinks he can find some value. But he's already. First rounders. 
They already say he does not want to let him go just because the value of having a backup quarterback, if anything were to happen to Brady, is greater than a first-round pick to him. So unless you're going to come out and show, throw down three first-round picks, which nobody has been willing to do, you know, why? why? And That's then, what I'm saying. And the then after, are starting to fall. And the yeah. guy who wants to get Trubisky or the guy who wants to get this, they're going to realize they have to pay him but, something for it. But him. then after the draft, those picks are even Less value sure. because well, now you're trading 2018 picks, and Bill's like, "What am I going to do with these now? Now, now I need three. Now I need three and you know okay. a couple okay. twos." You know, and not to mention me. that I would be scared shitless if I lost Garoppolo and then I had Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback behind Tom Brady. I'd be terrified. So, yes, they like Brissett though. Uh, it, it, it's a, you want to know Brissett? I'm going to give a shit about it because they know what they're doing. Brissett's a Parcells guy. You know? Brissett and Parcells work together. So is, is Parcells the one who told me Brissett. Is it Brissett or Brissett? Who cares? Yeah, yeah who, who cares? cares? It doesn't it's matter. Chicago. I say Brissett. So <clears throat> let's move on to the next time. Brady's going to be a good time. Going to be overdrafted. Well, we can skip the next one, D-Rex, because there's no quarterbacks on the the New York Jets. Josh McCown, Bryce Petty, Christian Hackenberg, New York Jets. We will talk to you. Let's see what happens there. I mean, with the Jets, they're a team that could be looking at the sixth pick. You know, the second pick of the sixth round. Uh, but they don't look ready to be committed to Christian Hackenberg. Uh-oh. You know, Bryce Betty is a guy who's probably a better backup. He's another guy who's drafted in the fourth round as a goddamn developmental quarterback. He was um, Baylor, too. Like a, a balls-out passing. Mm-hmm. But another air raid-style system. So lots of things for him to overcome. He's just a guy without a cannon from an air raid system. So that's a little concerning. You know, Josh McCown, if they don't have anybody, I'd have to put my money on that motherfucker starting games at, again this year. You know, absolutely, and at the same time, uh, the organization is saying, we're not rebuilding, which you, I, I understand why they're saying that, because they, they, they have older guys like Matt Forte, Eric Decker, but they also have a lot of youth, which I think they're going to try to still do something this year. <laughs> Out of all those guys, it's probably going to be McCown. It's not going to be pretty, but they're just... They're in this weird limbo phase, and I, I hope they draft someone. I would love them to take Mitchell Trubisky at six. I call that re-blowing. It's the, plas- the classic Chicago White Sox move where you try to mix veterans and you know rookies and young players, and you try to get them all to meld together at the same time just to make the playoffs. And does it work? Once in uh, 138 years. Here's a question. Let's use the Travis Mitch moment for our rookie. Let's talk quickly about him um, because we're about to get into some actually some juicy teams. Um, Aren't you guys worried about him? Didn't he have trouble getting in the starting lineup for his first? Doesn't he really only have one year as the starting quarterback of North Carolina? Isn't that like... Doesn't that scare everyone? I feel like, considering this guy's a top 10 pick no matter what, he's 6'2", yeah, he's fast. I feel like he's Alex Smith 2.0. Maybe he's got that gun. Maybe he's got, I don't know enough about it. I've watched a little bit of his game film. But it's like, is there enough to warrant that this guy is going to just come in and light it up? Where? Why didn't it happen in this, why, why wasn't he a redshirt freshman starter? Why, did, why hasn't it happened? The thing is with this crop of quarterbacks... You know, uh, what about this guy? I, I understand. I'm just saying, this whole crop of quarterbacks, you don't have the great quarterbacks out there. So each of these guys have a couple great tools. But still, it's a top ten pick. I you understand. You not know, get picked and you, say, hey, you, no, I, no, no honestly, quarterback Honestly, if you're asking me, none of these guys are top ten picks. None of these guys are top twenty picks. 
It's a matter of what the need is in the NFL when these guys become that. So if you're going to tell me, I'm going to tell you where I think this guy really ranks, he's going to be another one of the also-ran quarterbacks that we're going to see around this league. Okay, he's going to be maybe a guy that can that can hang around and and have a, a, a career like like a like a Cutler. But I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Dude, when we talk about all these guys, they all have so many flaws. They all have so many so many things that they need to grow on. And he doesn't have much experience. I mean, That's like, the worst. There's not like down. there's not like a guy like a Jameis Winston in this class. There, there's or, or even a guy like a Carson Wentz that if you don't like him or not, but you can at least make some nice arguments about what he's able to to be able to do. I think you have more Jared Goffs and, and just the smoke and mirrors though, but it was it was all smoke and mirrors with that guy. No, yeah. and Jared Goff is a great prospect. He was he absolutely deserved to be a first round quarterback. Um, he just went to the worst situation ever. You know what I mean? I I kind of I'm curious of what Jared Goff. We I'll, I'll talk about this. Ever because everyone always wants to make the comparison to a much lousier quarterback two, two teams, in Carson so. Wentz. But the thing is, what how would Jared Goff be in, in Philadelphia, and how would Carson Wentz? Well, yeah, Rick Meyer was I, number listen, two overall. I'm not going to. It doesn't say anything to me. I, it doesn't matter where you're picked. I, I'm saying. I know I keep casting right, things out there that are bait. Um, the thing about Mitchell Trubisky is there. It's 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 rare to find a quarterback who's like that traditional pack uh, well, packet uh, pocket pass pass who, who excels at that. Who can also use his feet, but also work in an up-tempo offense. At the same time, he's, his footwork's right, his mechanics are right. It's hard to find all those little check uh, boxes being checked. Usually, you have a guy that excels at one thing and hurts at another thing. Uh, he's got that size. That that's that's that six two six three two twenty. I forget what they you know. I'm, I'm they thought to... they were worried he might be six feet. And they were everyone afterwards were like, thank God he's six two. They were like worried he was gonna come in at six it, feet. And, and he actually doesn't uh, look big. He also showed at the combine in his unofficial times. He's he he fast. does he, he's fast enough four seven, uh four seven one four six eight yeah. stuff like that. Quick thing before you go, um, going back to um, Watson versus him. You still ask right now. You ask who uh, Gruden, who's a whisperer in this. Say who do you like better out to? He says Watson. No, and, and I, 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 I will never agree with that. It just seems like that's the NFL answer. Now, uh, I, I think they're. So he sat far down apart. with both those guys, looked him in the eyes, had him up there, done those workouts with them. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. No, there's there's the, there's there's <laughs> obviously agree. a media um, push, and he's a part of the biggest media uh, outlet there is. So I, I totally get it, but. He's. I'm just putting. I'm just playing that was advocate. So with Trubisky, like I'll throw out the name and you'll be like, what? But it's the early career Drew Brees, the San Diego Chargers Drew Brees, to where he's got nice mechanics. He throws a good ball. He's just now imagine he played a couple seasons in a Big Ten school. But you know that those things all sort of fit for me. But he throws a nice ball. He moves around in the pocket. Uh, he just sees the rush coming sort of naturally and can put it in a tight spot. I, I really like Trubisky. The only question is he hasn't done it over a full season, and he had an absolute stinker in the bowl game. So you look at all those things, and you know he doesn't 
You know, I, when I look at a quarterback and I evaluate them, I don't want to draft, you know, draft the guy who only has 15 starts under his belt. That's not the way I – I mean, you need more of a sample size. You need two years. I want to see the progression he made, you know, from his sophomore season to his redshirt junior season. But if the – if the advisory committee told him he's a first-round pick and he wants to come out, more fucking power to you because they ain't paying you down there. No doubt in my mind he's going to go in the top half of the draft. Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, I would I would hate to see him go to Cleveland. I would love to see him to go to San Francisco. I would love to see him to go to New York just because of my team. I don't think he's going to excel in New York as well as he would under Kyle Shanahan. But I, I, I think he's far... Far, far better than, than Watson. And we'll discuss some of the other guys later. Let's move to the, I want to say, Oakland Raiders. But no, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it might be the homeless Raiders. Yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. They didn't think that one through too well. Um, so, the Raiders. Let's just call them the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr. I mean, oh, he's guys, good. He's good. He's about to get paid out the wazoo in the next uh, 16 months. Um would he have been the MVP of the league last year if he hadn't gotten injured? Not just with his first... Remember, he played with a broken pinky, right? Mm-hmm. So that injury is still killing it. And then he broke his uh, leg. Would he have been the rookie of the year? I mean, not rookie, sorry. The, the, the MVP of the, if he hadn't gotten injured twice last no. year? Tom Brady would have been. <laughs> no. It would have Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm saying in place of Matt Ryan. He, 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 he was 12-3 in his starts. He was... Uh, he, He's just 28 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's the crazy thing about him. One thing I'll say that he's—I um, I got a couple things written down. He's just on through two, uh, through three years. He, his touchdowns are like second all time. Um, I think the only person that had more was Dan Marino. Um, just killing it there. And then the one thing I like also, other than the fact that he was just so fucking good, is they got Jared Cooks. So now he's got a tight end because their tight end. We've been trying to we've been trying to make their tight ends on that team into something for ages, and they just suck. Okay, so now he's got Jared Cook, who's not all that, but at least he's got a infused moment from being able to play with Aaron Rodgers and keep the ball. I, he's in a good situation. He's better than what uh, Cars had. Yeah, not to mention that he actually took the time to lobby from if I remember reading with Cordero Patterson. You're going to see him involved, I think, more in the offense than we think. Seth Roberts is was, is a total lousy wide receiver, and he's I think he's just been at the right place, right time. I mean, everyone could be. I think you know you stand there and just kind of everyone else. Cards, true. You know, coverage goes off of you because there's better wide players around you. Um, he's lobbying for these players. I think he knows what he wants his offense to look like. Um, you know, and he's shown progression over these three years. I was not. A, a Derek Carr fan uh, when he came out, I, I, you know, I was still a little bullish on him in uh, 2015. But last year, I was like, he keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, and he's kind of, you know, they have been putting better pieces around him year after year after year. So I can see since the pieces are improving again, I, I think we, I think we're ready for an Amari Cooper emergence on that offense. Uh, I think we're going to see a big year from da- uh, David, well, from Derek Carr. So I, I'll do that for. Till the end of time, I'll yeah. say David Carr, but uh, I, I, I like Carr this year, and I will be willing to buy him. So, as, as we know, I've... Uh, well, here, I'll, 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 I'll let you go first. Val Verde! Hey, wait! Marshmallow. <laughs> I just had to throw the marshmallow in there for you. Is that what you said? Too much mail? So, um, I've all... 
as we know, have been a huge Derek Carr fan since he had come in and was calling for the big breakout last year. I, this is going to be the huge breakout because I think with everything that you're saying, um, you know, that I love the addition of Cordero Patterson for, for this team. It, it just is like the perfect Raider guy. Um, I, I think that, you know, with the, the gadgetry that you can do because of the strength that you're going to have in Amari Cooper and, Mike, and Michael Crabtree, uh, I like the additions of Jared Cook. The other thing that I really like is just right now is the subtraction of Latavius Murray. And I, and I think that, that this kind of headed, three headed monster. Well, and the addition of. Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is <laughs> potentially. He's, but he said today he's on retirement. It, you know, if we're lucky by this time this goes up. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be signed. Hopefully he'll be signed. This but he said he's on retirement. That doesn't mean he might so? be just. He Seattle might be, could but, trade him to fucking. No, I'm with, I'm with, it could be on Seattle. Yeah. It could be just the only way he gets his, his renewed Skittles contract. Maybe. He's a member of the NFL. Who knows? But here's the thing. Even if he does, does or does not play. I, I think it's 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 fine either way because even if Lynch does play, do you really think that Lynch is going to come back now after all that time off and he's going to be a, a 300 plus carry guy? So it's going to be spread amongst these guys. And what I like though is that you have some dynamic guys that are at receiving with the ball too. So you know, what, what Jalen Richard can do is that is that deadly uh, receiver that only helps Carr. And so the addition of the Patterson. So when you can go and have the like. Uh, a, a Cooper a go go four wide with with, uh, with 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 Roberts out there as well, and bring in uh, Richard. All of a sudden, you have places where you can exploit issues. And the thing that what Derek Carr does almost better than anybody else is read defenses and make the right the right call. He's not throwing the ball into trouble. When you only throw six interceptions, you're you're seeing the field correctly. Yeah. I think the yeah I I, I mean I, I'm, I'm expecting he's, big things. He's good. The team around him is gonna be real good. The offensive line is elite. Uh, the only elite. thing we worry about is Marshawn Lynch coming in and just siphoning touchdowns. Yeah, and I don't think that, that uh, running backs. I don't think they're gonna utilize running backs as much in the passing game as we think. I think I think uh, Carr is gonna be willing to throw the ball downfield often, early and often. In those 15 games, in a one third of them of last season. He had, which is this is an all-time NFL record. He had five fourth quarter or overtime game-winning touchdowns. The dude's clutch. In a third of his games last year, he had a game-winning clutch fourth quarter or overtime. And that guy's a friggin' winner. The team's on the up and up. And he's got Crabtree sick. Amari uh, Cooper. Well, I might think he's over a little already. He's sick. Um, so we'll see. I, what if they? I'd love them to get a Marshawn Lynch and sign an Adrian Peterson and just friggin' you know, one of them breaks down, give it to the other one. <laughs> but we want Carter to throw the football. <laughs> well, I'm, he's gonna be drafted too high yeah, for me, sure. so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Let's go on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, ben Roethlisberger, in my opinion, year in year out, most overhyped guy and over um, ranked dude. He never meets his ADP. Um, but let's um, let's go through him and yeah, we got two more teams after this in the in the AFC and we're we're at the midway point. So let's uh, let's 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 burn it. I think everything's <laughs> going to continue to look good for Ben Roethlisberger except for himself. I mean, and Antonio Brown's out there. Le'Veon Bell's actually starting Week One. Uh, there's the talk about Martavis Bryant coming back. 
They got they rid of Marcus. pretty good. It's pretty pretty, it's pretty good. They got they got rid of Marcus Wheaton, who I, I did like in that offense more than um, Eli Rogers, but they got the people there who are gonna make plays. Uh, the thing is I think Ben Roethlisberger, we saw him hit a wall and pretty much almost seemed like fall apart. Um, I think he every year it does that. Sure, and I don't. I'm I'm worried about this year. I'm actually been avoiding him in uh, most of my MFL tens. Mm-hmm. How many are you in right now? Uh, at least sixteen right now. But so by the end of the season, I know I ask you this every time, but just I get a kick out of it. Sure. By the end of this MFL off season, how many will you? Sure, but the thing is, I, there's no roster management. But I got you. Okay, I, got you. I might only do like maybe fifty. <laughs> <laughs> But here, let, let me continue. Oh, yeah. about, uh, <laughs> sorry. I'll be in the 30 range okay, okay, unless I somehow win the Masters. He is Houdini or Zilch. Zero. So the thing about Roethlisberger, he's always, I think, I think he's going dark side. higher than where he's going to finish this year. I, I think he has the, the I, I, I think he's going to get hurt. I think he's going to hit a, a, a brick wall and he's not going to live up to his ADP, which I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's probably up there because of the guys around him. Has he even said right now that he's playing? He's still, like, lingering out. He's trying to get a couple more million bucks. Like, what's he What's he doing? I'm pretty sure he's right now he has, he's not not playing, but he's not not retiring. He's kind of doing his little, like, you're lucky to have me. What What do I get out of this? I don't know. I don't know where to go on that. I, I think he's going to play. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about him not playing. You know, if anything, yeah, why wouldn't you hold out for more money when you're entering your 14th NFL season? I think you need to try to squeeze as much money out of the NFL at this point in time as you can. He's made so much, though. You know, but the thing thing that's interesting uh, about him is that, you know, you, you talk about him being... Frail and or or like that it's gonna it's gonna fall apart for him. Here's where I'm not gonna go on that route because I remember going back to you, me, and Dogmatica sitting here for year after year after year. But it was like going back. Now he's finally retired. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this when we brought up Tony Romo. But that you know how many years before the breakdown actually happened? I think it was about two two or three years before Dogmatica was prognosticating the fall of Tony Romo. And and some of the similar things have happened. And if you go look at uh, what happened to Big Ben, if you go back to, what is it, it's years uh, <laughs> from 2011. Okay, 2011, he was sacked 40 times. Following year, 30 times. The following year, 42. The following year, 33. The last two years, 20 and 17. So he's getting better protected. Um now, granted, he still hasn't played a full season. Really he still hasn't played a full season in the last. Right. He still hasn't played a full season in the last two years, but he's played at least a minimum of, of, uh, of twelve games. That offensive line is awesome. Yeah. one of the best offensive that's, lines that's in the league. That's what I'm saying. So that helps him. The the thing is, like, I, I like Ben Roethlisberger enough. I'm not going to reach out to play him because I cannot play him on the road. Because he literally averages 12 fantasy points on the road over the last three seasons. It's not like it's a small sample size anymore. It's fucking bad. He's, <laughs> he's a goddamn baller at home. Mm-hmm. So you have to carry two players if you want to carry Ben Roethlisberger. Um, but if you're in a best ball league and you can get him in the eighth, ninth round, sure. If, if you're having to reach for him in the area... Even in the same round as Drew Brees, you shouldn't be taking him that high. He's the tenth right, right now on draft cal- on the baseball calculator. He's the tenth ranked. Um, tenth going. I, I'm going to ask you two because I can already see Waz is looking at his stats. So if you're looking at his stats, don't answer. I know. I know D Rex is not. So if you're if you're not, 
In his 13 NFL seasons, how many times has he thrown for more than 30 touchdowns? Two or three. One now, right? Two. Two times. So you think about when, Three we, times. Can, 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 can. when we talk about like, you know, Peyton Manning and we talked about like, you know, like all these quarterbacks that he was like compared to for all these years, you know, those guys were all throwing 40 touchdown seasons, 50 touchdown seasons, throwing a bad season is 35 touchdowns. So, you know, his best season. That's why I never, I never have been high on this guy. 32 like touchdowns. 10 32. Is, is, is 32 his lowest in the last five years. Every year he's like number seven. He's like, at least the last three. Antonio, he's got all these But guys. you know what he does? This is this is what this is how it's different because his fantasy points. I'm sorry to go. I'm trying to jump on you here, but his fantasy points are huge because of games. When you say best ball, he's thrown more 400 yard games than I think Wait, anybody in the five in, or six touchdown games. Right. Those, he has those explosions on those. I say, uh, do, talk, talk your talk, or we move on. All right, let's move on from Big Ben. Um, and we'll go over to um, next one is second last team in the AFC, Philip Rivers on the LA Chargers. Yeah, they still have it in the LA, but they have it under S for San Diego. Ah, good point. Um, <laughs> I that was hilarious. <laughs> good point. Uh, and they still have it in Oakland, so they're they're that's interesting. Um, all right, but let's let's quickly go Rivers. I still like him. I always doubt where he's gonna. He's a competitor. He always kind of does it, and it's as simple as that. Let's quickly go through it. You guys got anything uh, awesome to say about Philip Rivers? Amen. But I mean, yeah, he's all, he's gonna overproduce somewhere you think he's gonna produce every time. Sure, you think so? Uh, you know, Keenan Allen's coming back, but everyone's gonna probably continue to overvalue him because of the season he had two years ago. I know Stags has like a nice little. Like uh, love for him. I fucking hate King. <laughs> I knew I can cast that out. But the thing is, you know, what I saw last year from Tyrell Williams. I know we we talk about him often. He's the real deal, and I think he is going to make the plays that everyone assumes Keenan Allen's going to make. I think he's going to be the wide receiver that's going to bail Rivers out in numerous occasions, and I think he's going to be the wide receiver that's going to continue to make Rivers relevant this season. I think he's going to do his. Uh, he's going to probably meet his value and just kind of be one of those guys, you know. He always exceeds it. But go, Stags. What do you got on him? I, I, th- wanna, I, wanna I go to his. My thing with Philip Rivers is the interceptions over the last couple of years have really started to pile up. But I think this might be the best team he's had around him offensively since you know oh eight oh nine when he had Vincent Jackson, uh, you know, in his prime and what. All the other receivers that were six foot five and ran four fours, you know. Mm-hmm. But now they got Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen out of the slot. He's an effective receiver. Travis Benjamin, uh, Hunter Henry in his second year. Uh, Antonio Gates on oh underneath being a target. Melvin Gordon coming out of the backfield showing that he can be a capable receiver. And I'm sure they'll add another running back in the draft to be sort of the third down running back, Danny Woodhead replacement. You know, this offensive line solidified a little bit last season. It's still got a lot of work to do. But Rivers is just going to chuck it. And, you know, with Wizenon, they're going to be balanced enough that when he does take deep shots, his receivers are going to have some space. I'm going to make, make my points quick, Okay. I'll, I'll, and then I'm going to finish it with a question, okay? Cool. Because Rivers is one of my favorite guys. Talk about consistency and everything else. So we mentioned about Big Ben and his uh, two uh, 
uh, was it 30 uh, plus touchdown seasons. Uh, Rivers has done it five times. He's done it three out of the last four years, and the one year that he didn't do it in the last four years, he threw for 29 touchdowns. The other thing is that he's thrown for more than 4,000 yards eight times, and he came out the same year as Big Ben, and the thing is he didn't get to play until his third year because he played behind Drew Brees. Yeah. So now my question to you is because, yes, his interceptions have gone up, 21 interceptions last year, 13 interceptions the year before, it was 18 before that, but he was always known as this guy that was like very minimal with the interceptions. So I think he's just trying to force it because he's such a competitor and trying to win and do everything he can. So here's my question because, because you asked you asked me you asked us earlier or someone asked earlier is Tony Romo a Hall of Famer? And my answer was no. And I will put this guy up against Tony Romo and I would say I will put in Philip Rivers into the Hall of Fame because Rivers probably got about another three or four years left in him uh, before he's done and if he can do another th- two or three uh, 4,000 yard seasons and the 30 touchdowns and he's there for me. A-, a guy who also played through an AFC Championship game on a, on a torn ACL. I'll take this guy any day. Also Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very There's Good. There's no question in my mind that he will be a Hall of Famer. Wow. Zero. If you've got Jerome Bettis as a Hall of Famer, Phil this guy's a Hall of Famer. One thing Do you I know listen, all Tony Rumbo's numbers are better than Philip Rivers. Listen, you want to know how many how many seasons do you think in a row this guy's had played all 16 games? Eight, nine. Eleven in a row. Ever since he took Ever since, ever since he, he took over in the third game. Yeah, sure. So Tony Romo, how many games do you think he missed in that span? I don't know. 16? A season's worth? Yeah, probably a lot more than that. I'll look it up. Um, but it doesn't matter. He's he'll be a Hall of Famer. Just the way there's off season. I'm not saying he's a first ballot. There's just like one of those things. It'll be like there'll be a season five years after he's eligible, and it's like all right. Well, we'll have this, two consecutive years in his career of ever playing 16 games in a row. And he only I, played in all 16 games in three uh, years out of his career. But how many games did he? Yeah, miss? how many did he miss? Okay, in his career. but it doesn't matter. Uh, Look, just he's 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 this guy is the model of consistency. Peak numbers. What what matters more for you for Hall of Fame? Is it longevity of career of I mean, numbers? I mean, he's got, he's got a both on Romo. He's got a both on Romo. More 4,000 yard passing seasons. Uh, the top season, I think, was better. There's than no Romo. question. This guy's a better, a more yeah. likely uh, Hall of Famer than Romo. It's not even close, to be honest. Okay. It's not, right. I mean, Romo didn't even start until his fifth year in the league, and he he missed a ton of years. No, uh, I think he it was started, 07. He started ten games in his third year in the league. But what? No, Romo started what year? 07? 2000. Uh, oh, when he was drafted. He, no, when they were both drafted in 2004. That's the Romo point. wasn't drafted. Romo oh, was undrafted in 2003. He came in. Uh, had his first big, on a roster in 2004. So he was one year still before. Right? Okay. Let's go on. We got to move. Fish. Okay. I just want to add because I, I, I waited patiently to yeah, say. Yeah, you were good. You, if, if you guys think Rivers is a shoe in for the Hall of Fame, he is um, in, in, a, in and off. You don't think uh, Tony Hall Romo is. is because if you talk about consistency and those numbers that they put up. Would you consider someone like Eli Manning to oh. be Hall of Fame worthy? He's got, yeah, he's got two championships. He's no. a no-brainer. I think he's going to be in the conversation 100%. It's no-brainer. He's got two championships. Yeah. He's a Hall of Fame. Anytime that you win zero, you win two, there's zero chance two, that he's not a Hall of Famer. That's, that's zero good. chance. He is a 100% Hall of Famer. Right, I'm, just, I'm just gonna leave it there. I was just yeah, curious. Just, and, yeah, there's um, no question about right. it. Tony Romo is way more deserving the Hall of Fame than Eli Manning. Totally well, agree. But, but Eli agree. gets elected, no. then you can no. put out the uh, the Twitter feed that says SMH. Tony Romo <laughs> has zero championships in Tate Nanny. So all you care about is championships. No, not at all. He's got more stats. He's got every stat. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't. Eli Manning does not have stats over Tony Romo. Oh, career Tony stats. Tony Romo's stats are not Career great. stats. I know you go by games. No. Game? Look at game by game. I'm not so looking. Tony about. Romo has the fourth highest touchdown percentage in the entirety of the I don't get He's got more yards, more touchdowns, more games played, more touchdown championships. Percentage? That's it. They're not looking at touchdown percentage. Who? The percentage you think that's of how they look in the Hall of Fame? With Peyton Manning. Two forty eight to one hundred and fifty six. It's not even close. You're too. You're too. You're too d- d- data driven. That's not it. It's touchdowns. Yard, total yards. Total touchdowns I mean, and championships and games played. It's not even. He doesn't. It's not. But he doesn't think Tony Romo. Points per game. No, he doesn't think Tony Romo is going to be in the Hall of Fame though. But I, I don't think but Eli. He think Eli, Eli, is, Eli Manning has never been the best player of the generation. Who cares? He That's what a Hall of Famer means to me. Was Tory Romo the best player of a generation? I don't care about you. We're talking about what is going to get. I don't care if you think he's a Hall of Famer and all the Hall of Famers. Is he going to be? A, I care about what makes a Hall of Famer. We don't care about your reasoning. It's what. What really, makes a Hall of Famer? Can you describe the game without peak seasons from great players? But what are the peak seasons you're talking about with Romo that are so great? Yeah, I'm we gotta move on. He's right sorry. Now. He's Never a you, you, I didn't know you were such a Roma Pulse man. I didn't you either. are overrated. I'm not, but Eli Manning is just his as overrated. Year was I'm not saying done. Eli's not overrated. He's, best, but he's got two championships. But best year as far as, okay, you, you go to 2012. 40, we gotta move on. We gotta 4, move on. yards, 28 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. If you wanna talk about Romo more, you're not allowed to talk to James Winston. I don't wanna talk about Romo. One minute. I'm done with Romo. Because <laughs> we know when we get to Winston, you're going to go. He's moving from the Hall of Not So Good to the Hall of A. Yeah, Romo. I, that, this is interesting. I never thought you were so big on him. All right, so let's go to quickly. Um, let's move on. Rivers, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. no question about it. Um, and Tennessee. Tennessee Titans, this is. Stag party, this is your guy. Go for it. I'll do a, I'll do a quick thing. He's running on the beach in Hawaii. Looking outside, it's been raining. Don't you wish you fucking were born and got to go home to Hawaii to go recover from I just wish I was back in Costa Rica, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. We all do. You're a lucky bastard. Pura Vida! He's out of of his walking boot. He's healthy. Everything's good. Great old line. What do you you got? I think they added somebody in the draft. They've got players all around them. Uh, Nothing not to like. The only thing you're a little bit concerned of is the injury, and you know, is he ever going to be the pure touchdown passer, or are they always going to have Derrick Henry there for ten touchdowns, Demarco Murray for ten? They're going to rush for twenty touchdowns a season. So when is going to be that true time for a breakout in terms of passing touchdowns? Because we already saw the yardage really grow, and I just so don't. Did we? He had one three hundred yard game last year. It's but, better. And he can run the ball, so it's kind of that tie guy. The, the thing is, he he, he's never going to be the great running threat. He's not going to be on the tie guy. He's not going to rush it 100 times in a season. I think we've got to pull back on his have, expectations. He can have 50-plus yards. Yeah, season. yeah. Which, which but it's going to be more points, It's going to be more rare than it is from tie guy. Like, he might end up a season with 350 or 400 rushing yards rather than the, f- the five or 600. All I'm saying is that he only had one 300-yard game last year, a lot of over 250s, but 
Mariota, and I want him to get more weaponry because there's a reason why he only had 300. His best weapon is bringing an old tight end. Hold on, hold on. But look, let's give him, let's give him the props here. Okay, look, he's like he's him. made a nice progression from one from year one to year two, and I think you can easily make the same argument that he's going to take another step in year in year three from no year question. two. So look, he goes, he he rushed, he did rush for more yards last year. He rushed for 350 yards. Um, okay, he gave you two rushing touchdowns, which is what he gave you in his rookie year. But here's the thing that's so impressive to me: he's very consistent in his completion percentage. He minimizes his mistakes. He has 19 interceptions in his first two seasons, 10 and 9. This is very consistent as far as, uh, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about where you're turning the ball over. And so that, that's, that's a number that I'm looking at. And his touchdowns go from 19 to 26. So he's making nice incremental jumps. You're adding pieces to it. You have a strong running attack with DeMarco and everything that takes pressure off him. Now if you can add to you know to the Richard Matthews and the Tajay Sharps and, and give him one more, give him one, he needs another weapon. Give him another weapon because... And the Bears, we got Kendall Wright. Hey. Go for it. The thing is, he also fumbles a ton. So when we talk about his, okay. you know, we talk about his interceptions, he's rookie year, he had the highest fumble uh, total, and then last year he was 19 one of the fumbles, leaders. I'm sorry, 19 fumbles in two years. Yeah, yeah like I'm backing up. 10 as, many inter- as many fumbles as interceptions Correct. through two seasons. Okay. Weren't all lost, but they're just a high number, so he's got to protect the ball a little bit better. I just don't know if we can really project more rushing. More rushing and more like. Is he ever, what's, what's his peak season gonna be? I think he could be one of those very good, you know, quarterbacks where he's sort of in the mix for QB seven to QB totally ten. Agree. But agree more. Put, pushing him up more is a little hard, so, even though we saw a lot of weeks last year where he was top five every week. But that's what they need to do with him is not make him be the runner because not have him making the mistakes. Don't. If you try to extend a play, extend a play behind the line of scrimmage and do like Eli Manning, and if it doesn't work out, just throw it away. But don't, don't try to make too much happen, which I think is what he's done in his first two seasons. But, it, but I like. Don't you like the growth? Why well, don't you talk about him? But here, here's what I would say. I think we all like the growth. We know he's going to be getting better every season. But I completely, I think Stags hit it on the head. He's in that tie rod. He's that consistency. You're going to get this package of consistent per game. The 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 highs aren't going to be uh, ginormous. The lows aren't going to be total duds. You're going to get it. And and, and for certain team constructs, your fantasy team, that's great. He's just he's kind of a cog in the wheel. But he's don't not, you think he, he's a major major? If he has a major weapon, his numbers are his numbers are never enormous. No, no, no. They like, were last season. They had nice because he had a lot of three touchdown games. Like no, but he had five games below uh, eight fantasy points, and then he had what seven games over twenty five fantasy points. He had the highest. Numbers. He also had is the most he, ridiculous defense to real, the stretch. I think when I think highest, I'm thinking even higher than that. To be honest, okay, he had. Just, I mean, like, when I'm thinking highs, I'm thinking, like, the Disgusto games. In a four-passing four touchdown league, 25 is huge. I mean, let's just... Especially when you get more than five weeks of that. I guess here's, here's where leagues are different. I'm not in one <laughs> league where it's a four. Actually, I am in one that's four. But, um, regardless, I love the guy's progression. He's... But but it, 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 the yard the, the tossing yard unless they go out and grab um, a, a Corey Davis or they get some other great weapon for him at wide receiver he's he's a little hamstrung on who he's throwing the ball to. Um, last year uh, Marcus Mariota benefited greatly from someone like Richard Matthews and we're going to see 
them continue to develop. I really hope they bring in someone like Corey Davis because I think that's going to be a perfect compliment. Get Tajay Sharp the heck just kind of away from those uh, those uh, two wide receiver sets. Yeah, wide receiver three all over. The thing, Mariota, I have he was my quarterback one coming out of the draft. I liked him much more than Winston, um, and I will continue. Like I think he has a, he will have a better career. He's going to show consistency continuously through his career. I think the injury is, like Stag was, uh, was saying, is a little little worrisome, and it, it does kind of make me pause and say, how high do I want him? Because I would I would take him probably around QB five at a time. Showing that's just how much I really like him, uh, depending on the on the players that they get in the draft. Uh, but Mariota, he's going to do his thing. I like QB seven to ten, and I think he's going to I think he can easily attain that number. Cool. We are almost at. Alright. <laughs> we're halfway through the league and we're two hours into the show. And we're not going over three hours. <clears throat> so, thank God this first team, uh, we don't need to talk very much. Arizona Cardinals, NFC, Carson Palmer. Uh, we talked about Mahomes. I think we can't really talk about any more rookies during the show, to be honest, guys. Um, but we talked about Mahomes maybe being an ideal backup there. Carson Palmer, maybe one person just spit it. I don't think he's worth very much uh, time. We kind of have like under an hour for the. All Let's just say this: this is the team of uh, at, with the, at the wide receiver. It's kind of hoping something it's, besides it's, you. It's getting old. <laughs> I know, and I'm getting old, and they're getting tired of me. So I'll make it quick. <laughs> look, you got Larry Fitzgerald, then it, then it goes to John Brown, J.J. Nelson, Jerome Brown. This is just, you, you, the, the story of this team is David Johnson. That's where all the action is going to be. Uh, Carson was supposed to have it held together to take him to the Super Bowl last year. I think we're seeing the downhill slide of that. We're on the backside of the, uh, of the mountain. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, nice. I, I agree. I, I do agree with that. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I do see a good year from Larry. Everyone thinks this is he was he's done. Um, I, I think we have another good year of Larry in there. Don't don't overlook uh, a target like Jermaine Gresham, who they are actually involving quite a bit. Usually we wouldn't get that Cardinals tight end involvement. Uh, Gresham is out there many snaps, and I think he's going to uh, stand out and really be a factor for Carson Palmer towards the end of his career. Yeah, the only thing with Palmer is right now he's being drafted at, as like QB twenty two. So can he easily exceed those numbers? You know, just based off of last year's finish, based off of you know some semblance of upside, getting a couple players back and some touchdowns swinging back. You think so? Absolutely. Okay, so is he, he's a, he's a guy that you're if you're, you're waiting on quarterbacks, he's a guy that you'll ride. You'll go QB. You'll, he'll, he'll he won't be, be my start. QB one. Okay. As he'll be another you one of the QB two wait? types. Okay. Cool. Let's keep let's keep an eye on that team. It's, it, like we said, it's a team that could be doing something in the draft. But Carson is is the starter and gonna until if unless he doesn't get old man and get hurt, uh, he's definitely the it's man. coming soon. He's got he's he's on, he's on his way out soon enough. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Ryan, I I got nothing to say. Um, you know the, the the post we saw what happened with Cam. Uh, last year, we see what happens with a lot of losing Super Bowl teams. That's my only fear there. I think the talent, I love their backfield. Um, a new system. Two years ago, Matt Ryan learning Shanahan's system versus last year, year two, Shanahan. Shanahan's gone. Now they got a drunker, a guy that, that drinks uh, a little bit more than I do uh, running the show over there. It's a Sarkeesian or whatever. Um, who knows? Um, how much of a of a hurdle that is for Matt Ryan? And a question for you though. You're saying about like the, the drops from these the quarterbacks that lose. 
evaluate him not on where he'll be drafted, but on how he'll do. Because if you draft him on how he'll do and just say, I think he's still going to have a strong season, but I'm probably not going to end up with him because I'm not going to expend as high of a fantasy draft pick on him. Yeah. But I still think with the weapons that he has, with those two dynamic, with, with, with you know, I mean, come on. With Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman, you have a dynamic duo that are also great at, at catching the ball with Julio Jones. This is why you be, can, can become dynamic. That's what we're saying with Marcus Mariota. You put Julio Jones on that team, well, I love a hoop, it's a whole lot different. A hooper you know? in, his, in his progression will yeah. be huge for, um, for him. But we'll, we'll see. I think he's going to be great. But I was looking at my tiers from last year, my last set of tiers, and I think just quickly this last thing I'll say – I think I had Matt Ryan like ranked 18th quarterback last year. So there was something going on. I think it was a kind of there was a serendipitous thing happening last year that I think will come back down to earth a bit. And I, I think you're much more in that 15 to 10, maybe 15 to 8 zone than what he did last year. Yeah, I don't think he's going to end up being QB2, but could he be closer to QB5 to QB8? Sure. Yeah. I think we're going to see that sort of drop off in his touchdown rates, and that's going to get him back down to earth. Uh, you know, with that sort of great tandem at running back, you know, it's going to work out. But is Tevin Coleman going to catch a bunch of long touchdown passes that he yeah. takes to the house uh, and things like that? Gabriel, and, and all those Gabriel. plays. So you got to remember all these sort of long touchdown plays that added up to you know the. Sh- the strength of Matt Ryan's season. Mm-hmm. You know, changing the play caller, uh, and yeah, we're going to keep his playbook. Uh, when has that ever worked? Like, Callahan until the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. We got, we got there. Let's hope they're not playing the 49ers. Oh, I can't help. Um, yeah, I, I think it goes without saying, just so what, what uh, you D-Rex and Stagpire were saying is we are going to see that drop off. But I think he's going to be where it's Dini's, Dini's mm-hmm. potion. I, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a QB 8 to 12. I think he's going to be a back-end quarterback one. I really don't see him exceeding those numbers and it that's that's where he's going to go that's where I think he should be drafted and I think that's yeah. around there's, some, there's something about a Super Bowl MVP quarterback the last two years that really makes their ADP catapult into a, a not a value pick yeah. and we're a value pick kind of uh, website we're giving you that kind of advice so it's the kind of player that's going to go higher than the thing. Pay. The thing is, he had one of the most efficient seasons ever yeah. in terms of passing yards, in terms of attempts, in YPA, and he also threw 38 touchdowns, which is his career high. You know, he's more of a near 30 touchdown type of guy. You lose that kind of points off of your fantasy points. You know, you're you're closer to that bottom rung than it looks like. Cool. Speaking of that, let's move on. Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton. Here's what I'll say. We know everyone knows Cam Newton. Everyone knows how great he is, or and how far he f- fell last year. Just a question. I think we can move past this team. Let, Cam's the one I want to talk about the most. Yeah, okay, no, then, go, then do it. I don't think we move past this. No, team I, I was I was gonna ask a couple questions about it. Like, do you like first off, like, do you like where you're heading in, where his ADP is gonna fall down and he's gonna come back to where he was, or do you think that we've seen kind of the peak and it's on a down slope. I think, but talk about it as much as you want. I I think this is we'll skip over the, the Bears. I think this is one of the more interesting ones in the league. I mean, Cam because if he loses any sort of thing off of his rushing game, and you just look at his pure passing numbers, 
he turns out to be a fucking atrocious fantasy asset. Mm-hmm. And if they're talking about not running him and not allowing him to be this red zone fucking hammer to where he can score between six and ten red zone touchdowns, you know, there's major, major question marks as to what his fantasy ceiling is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that, I don't know if I can touch him at his current price which is like QB8 or QB9 in MFL10s, you know, in the 7th, 8th, or ninth round. Uh, there's just a lot of question marks. You know, players approaching their 30s, you know, getting close closer to that 28, 29 mark as the athletic specimens really th- start to slow down from a rushing productivity starting point. And that's what scares the crap out of me, is his range of outcomes is literally like, Wider than any players out there. Is it between QB one and QB, you know, twenty four? I I think it is because we've seen the upside. We've seen that if he runs the ball and you know is the red zone hammer and can connect on some deep passes. But that thirty five touchdown pass we have, we saw two years ago, that's unlikely. He's more of a twenty eight to thirty type. Well, here's the thing though. He's eerily consistent. I mean, you know, one thing that you're going to get from him is consistent yards. He's had the one 4,000-yard season his rookie year, and he's given you over 3,000 yards every other year. And he's given you around 33 to 3,700 yards. So you're, you're getting solid production from him in that aspect. The touchdowns in the passing game is the thing that's the anomaly. That's why the, the year before when he went for 35 touchdowns, he had only thrown for 20 touchdowns twice, once in his first year and once in his, and another time in his second year. And then other than that, it, it, uh, the year surrounded by this big outbreak two years ago is 19 last year and 18 three years ago. So he still is a guy who throws a lot of interceptions. He's giving you at least 12 inter- uh, 10 interceptions every year. with uh, that, that was his best year. And 12 interceptions in the other one. So the, the fact is with him and with the rushing... It's also when he had the spike in the rushing touchdowns. It was 45 touchdowns in that year. 10 rushing and whatever. He only had 5 rushing touchdowns last year, which is his career low. Now, you're right. If you're going to take away the whole rushing thing, the problem is that he's not going to add it into... Um, it's, it's not going to add it into his, his passing touchdowns and his, and his passing proficiency. So, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that Cam Newton is a guy that... I look at his receivers. With Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches and is Ginn still there? Nope. No. So you don't have Ginn. Saints. So where's the where's the deep ball threat? Where's the other? You don't have it. So I worry so much that this is just gonna be a very disappointing looking bunch and he'll throw for his three thousand yards and he'll throw for seventeen to twenty touchdowns and he's not gonna give you that. I see Joe Webb replacing him in Joe Webb. Just Hot kidding. take. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, All right, I, we got anything more on this guy? I mean, I don't like his receivers as of right now. They're going to have to add somebody in the draft. You know, what, Greg Olson's 32. Uh, the depth behind their current skill players is now all of a sudden old. Jonathan Stewart's yeah, 29 or 30. Yeah, um, that seems to be the position they might be going after in the draft as well. <laughs> I mean, they, they need a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball real quick. And we know their offensive line isn't that good. You know so I, right now, I just talked myself into steering away from Cam Newton for now until I see more. They're the Bears after they lost the Super Bowl and then kept trying to catch it and 
then became crap. They're, they're, on, the, they're on the path right now because they're way too old in all the skill positions. They did improve their offensive line, uh, didn't the, didn't the, bro, the brother? <laughs> yeah, you signed, Matt, you signed Matt Khalil, who's one of the yeah. worst tackles in the league, and guarantee him $35 million. Going, I, don't, I don't know if we're calling this an improvement. That's what happened with a lot of these offensive linemen. Their draft position dictated their, uh, their, their, their change of team salary. Uh, Chicago Bears. Mike Lennon, eh. Uh, Mark Sanchez, eh. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Um, I hope we definitely they're not, they can't draft a quarterback super early with that third pick. Who knows? They'll draft a, 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 a fourth rounder and make stakes. I want to ask a question to Waz. Okay. Because this is I was waiting for the Bears to ask this. Because you were talking about Rashad Perriman on the Baltimore Ravens, the yeah. first team that we yeah. talked about. Rashad Perriman, Kevin White. Oh, uh, Perriman. So. So yeah. sure, just because of Cameron Meredith, I'm 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 so on board with Cameron Meredith, man. Well, you know, for me, I, I'm a I'm a Kevin White guy in talent, but just the deliverer of the ball. I think when you got Flacco throwing you the ball versus a freaking Glennon, but who knows? I don't know. I'm gonna give. I, I keep wanting. I liked what we'll I saw that one. Yeah, what I liked what I saw at that one moment. So. Can we not talk about the Bears and just I, say, I, mean, I wish we had signed Colin Kaepernick overall. And we're still going to draft a quarterback, so let's move on. Right, I wish. I don't know if they will. They're so, so, if, they, if, if they don't, after pace, then he would draft a quarterback every year, and he still has not. Well, okay, when do you draft? Do you draft with your second pick? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, not number three, or trade down. I'm, I'm you team, can get I'm team trade in. down. Trade, you can get someone to buy in, and you can trade down to the middle of the first round, grab an extra second-round pick. Yeah, you grab a quarterback in the middle of the first round. Who do you want? If that happens, who's your ideal quarterback for us? In the second round? No, whoever. Who nope, do you want? I don't be think anybody's going to be left. Just, <laughs> just who? If, Look, they trade don't the think about round. it. Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback one in the class, so he'd be the guy I, I want. Love it. That's why you hated that my Irish buddy. What do you, who do you want out of your quarterback to be? Uh, I, I don't think they're actually going to take a quarterback, but if we're talking about later, um, I think someone like Davis Webb or Brad Kaya would be a really good fit there. We, we, hey, I, don't, I don't believe that the quarterback for the Bears is in this draft, but if the Bears do trade back, the guy that they will try to get is, is the guy who I was lamenting would be Mitch Trubisky. Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott changing the world, uh, firing it up. Wow, what a stud. My first question, I'll let you guys talk about it. Let's kind of breeze through it because we're going to we're gonna talk about Dak Prescott so much yeah. this offseason. It's going to be ridiculous. Is he a guy, last year he had six rushing touchdowns. Is he a guy? Is that is that going to be the norm for a deck? Where he's going to be running those, or was that an outlier? Do you think? Because um, that obviously helped his final his final tally. He did great across the board, but is he that guy? Is he I, I don't more or less in the coming year. Uh, I think less, but not by much. I, I think six is a lot to sustain year after year. Yes. I think I think Dak is one hell of a quarterback, and I think he's going to be more. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be fighting for his job as much. Now that he's got a little bit more job security, he knows he's there. I think he's like not gonna use his feet and put himself so much at a risk. He's gonna make plays, but they're not gonna need him to to rush six touchdowns all the time, especially as they're developing the team around him. Um, so less on the rushing, he's gonna sustain numbers. He's gonna be a great, great quarterback for years to come. One last question. Okay, go ahead. Quick point on that. He'll he'll always give you at least three to four because as long as Ezekiel Elliott is going to draw as much attention as he has, that naked bootleg is going to be one of the easiest goddamn walk-in touchdowns that you're ever going to see. That's what I'm saying. But but we look at Cam Newton as a guy who is a crazy rushing touchdown guy where five and six is like kind of where he normally ends up. So, and Tyrod Taylor had six. It's like 
you're not normally going to get. You're not going to get a ten rushing touchdown performance out of a. Out those, of a those touchdowns that he had within the red zone or the, within the seven yard, he could have hop skipped to do to the lady because everyone's so worried about friggin' Zeke Elliott. So with with the rushing touchdowns, it really slowed down after the first half of the season. Uh, they weren't giving them as many chances just because they were in a good spot. Um, I think they're going to protect him in some cases to where it's going to be naked, you know, bootlegs where they only think if they need it. So he'll be more in the three to four range, but I also think he could rush for a few more yards. So he'll be more in the 350 rushing yard range. Uh, And I also think there's going to be more passing attempts for this guy this coming season. I think he'll be closer to 500, maybe 520 pass attempts. So he's got a chance for his passing, you know, overall numbers to go up. I doubt he's going to be quite as efficient. 23 and 4 was fucking insane. Uh, So, you know, just expecting that kind of overall efficiency scares me a little bit. But he's another guy who's got sort of a wide range of outcomes because of what comes from his rushing ability. He could either finish QB5 as he was up there sort of this season, or he could be in this 15 range. So he's a guy I'm going to gamble on in a few spots, but I'm not going to completely tie all my horses to his wagon. Okay, and I I agree. But I do think his upside is... Top three. So I do what? think he has. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. With that talent, and he just he just seems to have. I think he could be. A, he could be absolutely the top. But I don't think that's going to be the What's outcome. What's his ADP? But, um, I don't know. Hold on one second. I, I, I'm happy to look at that. The one question I'll say to you guys is the Romo movement and, and retire. There was something in me that I think really drove him last year. On staying ahead of the game and making himself such a valuable asset that Romo never has a chance to get. And I thought that was going to happen even before the season started. I'm like, he's going to have those eight weeks, and he's going to he's going to just be like, will he take his foot off the pedal a little bit now that there's not anybody breathing down his neck? I mean, I, I mentioned the point where I think he's not going to be fighting for his job as much anymore. We, the we hunger will, gets pulled back, you know? We're, we're going to see a lot of the Dak Prescott we saw last year just with maybe a little bit more human traits, you know what I mean? So, um, no, I don't think the foot's going to come off too much. Uh, he's, he's paid now. Dallas knows, uh, or he's going to be getting paid now. Dallas knows, you know, what they need of him, and I think they saw it last year. They're just going to continue because it worked. He's uh, in the fantasy football calculator Houdini right now. Dak Prescott is at 8 which is right behind Cam at seven and one before Russell Wilson at nine. You know what though? And here's the thing: I I, I don't think it's. I think it's. Here's here's what's amazing. Look at what he did in preseason, where it was like all the touchdowns and what was it? One interception, I think he threw. Then he goes to the regular season and he throws twenty three touchdowns and four interceptions. I'm, I I'm, I'm amazed with this guy, and I'm I'm a, a person in a league that has a Andrew Luck. Dak Prescott situation where I can only franchise two players on my team and I also have Mike Evans. So I have to decide. I have Dak Prescott at like a dollar and I have uh, Andrew Luck at, at 16 because I drafted him as a rookie. So who who do you keep? I'm almost... I'm almost leaning toward trade Luck no. for the, for the world. For a dollar? No. Dak, uh, Dak for a dollar. What, what's your overall budget? Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars salary cap. So eight percent of your budget. I would hang on to Dak and maybe just sell Luck. Everyone and sell Luck. luck. I mean, it's yeah. like I have to sell one of these guys before the. What did you, know, you pay for Luck? 
I got him as a rookie, so it's like he came in and I had him. He's gone up at a, at a percentage, but he's like, maybe he's at like twenty bucks this year. So it's like twenty. I want to. I want to do my versus wanna, what? What Dak will be up to four dollars this year? Houdini, I want to do my. Um, uh, <laughs> check the outtakes um, after the show on YouTube for Houdini's league. We don't have time for it oh, on this one. I got seven. Bill Maher style. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maher. Mar. No, I. I'm fu- I fuck up names. I don't care. Um, Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford, obviously, really rose to the top and had a great season, um, especially for the first 10, 12 games. What are your expectations on him? Right now, I'm a little low on him looking at my tears, but what do you guys, let's do a quick Stafford, knowing his talent, knowing the team, knowing the schedule they're up against, and uh, kind of the the unknowns of their running back situation. Is Stafford going to have a nice one, or are you a little bit skeptical? I'm a little bit skeptical. I mean, I know Stafford always kind of slightly overperforms how I think he's going to do. But, I mean, if we're going to get the same old Golden Tate, uh, you know, on and off weeks, uh, I'm not sure. Marvin Jones, if, if if, if that's the best wide receiver, too, that they're going to have, I'm gonna remain skeptical. Let me see. I, I, I want to see another wide receiver worth a damn, for, and I want to see Matt Stafford be able to make plays more often. Yeah. I'm sold on Stafford. Just I'm not paying a huge price for him. He's just another guy in that range of back end QB one, high end QB two, where it's like uh, I know he's gonna perform for me on a weekly basis. Uh, I pretty much know his baseline is going to be 10 points. And I know he's going to have a couple of these blow-up games where he just where he chucks it. Now, I'm actually hoping for a little bit more of an effective run game because I think that helps that offense overall. Um, Last year was weird for him in that situation. It, it, seems, like it, always, it seems like it always has been. In his whole career, he's never really had like a great running back situation like literally ever once. No, nope. uh, but touchdown variance has been in Kevin his, Smith's been his best running back. <laughs> I mean, touchdown variance should fall his way. He only had 24 last year after 32 the year before, and he's had 29. And he's right around the 275 <laughs> fantasy point mark on a weekly basis or uh, on a seasonal basis. So if we're just judging him at that, we <coughs> know where he's going to finish. And that offensive line got a lot better, so that's something that I'm interested to see. They lost your guy Riley, though. Where did, uh, remember how bummed you were about um, uh, uh, Riley uh, Reef? Yeah, Riley Reef. Not. I know. They, yeah. he, he's not on. He that. I forget where he went, but. Uh, so but they signed Ricky Wagner to replace. He would have left us, is what I'm saying. If we had drafted him, yeah, right. Bears. I'm not sticking around this shit, Joe. I'm gonna um, say that we never drafted an Iowa Hawkeye since uh, 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 Thayer. No, Bortz. 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 Quick question. Matthew Stafford, and this is early, early, this calculator, you know, literally probably only in the, not so many mock drafts have been done, but he's at the 13th quarterback right now. Um, qu- question for you, who do you take first, Stafford or Kirk Cousins? Kirk. I go Kirk. Kirk, okay, and I like this. Uh, who do you go first, Stafford or Rivers? Rivers. Stafford. Winston. No, give me uh, Stafford. Stafford Winston. over Winston? Yeah, I think so. I go Winston. Okay, Stafford. so the only one that's Stafford, the only one that's higher than Stafford is Cousins. Winston's one beneath him. Um, so, Cousins 11, he's 13. Let's move on. Uh, we, unless anybody, you got something to say? Valverde! You are out. You know, that goes with Stack saying. I mean, they're all those fringe quarterbacks. They're all in the same tier or close to, so. 
they're all around the same boat. I just like seeing those kind of things. And also, please, I love when you guys start talking about the MFL 10s because I know a lot of our listeners, that's like now what you can be doing. Like, it, it, where is he involved in that stuff? You see, so and, and we reference that because that's going to really... do a whole podcast it, It's going to closely relate to what the ADP is going to turn out to be like in, in season-long leagues and leagues everyone's going to be drafted in. This, it, it's not so much, it's not such a different format than your standard league. The fact is you don't set a lineup. But were you taking these guys? Sure, there's going to be guys where you're, you're taking them because they have a higher ceiling, boom or bust. You want to reach those guys. But a lot of these guys, like these quarterbacks, they're going to be going around the same place that you're going to see them get taken in your draft. And that's why it's important. Will you guys do me a favor? I'll do two MFLs, 10s this year. Give me the, um, there's a couple big budget ones. Not like, like $100. MFL we're, we're 25, MFL. Oh, that's what it is. So that's $10. Got it. Okay. So give me do it if you're gonna do a couple of big ones and let's do maybe a couple together in the big money ones. Cause I love the shit. I love having it. Especially I like We'll do a power one still. Alright, let's do it. Um Stafford will see that Aaron guy's about to get Rogers. paid. Aaron Rodgers. I think we can burn through this guy, but go for it. Love him. You're gonna you're gonna see the same old guy. The only thing I I, I don't think we're gonna see the the uh, the same uh, same numbers from Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson's I think he's who knows what we're going to get from him next year. We, we could see the year where Jordan Nelson falls off. And uh, so that's the only thing that kind of bothers me about Aaron Rodgers. I just want to see if Jordan, Jordy Nelson can continue. If Devontae Adams' numbers are sustainable. Randall Cobb, he's, he's been falling off the cliff. I, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to, Agree with that. to buying on him anywhere. But I love the addition of Martellus Bennett. Uh, I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of needing to put the pressure on the guys like Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson. So... Aaron Rodgers is going to put up his shitload of touchdown and yards numbers, but it's not going to be the best season that we've seen from Aaron Rodgers. I agree that it's not going to be the best season, but we just know Aaron Rodgers' range of outcomes. Like, if he's not QB1, he's probably QB2 or QB3. Like, what, five out of the last six years he's been, you know, QB1 or QB2. The time he wasn't, he was, what, QB7? And that's when Jordy got hurt. So if he's gonna finish guaranteed in that, you know, top two tiers of quarterbacks, he's probably the safest quarterback to draft first off the board. My my whole thing is this: Ty Montgomery is your number one running back. You, I, I like Ty Montgomery as a running back, but I don't like him as a guy that's like. I see him as as a two hundred carry guy. So you're gonna to need to be able to split him up with somebody else. They're gonna to have to draft somebody. And the fact is. Aaron Rodgers just makes things happen. And the one thing about Aaron Rodgers is, is so amazingly consistent because you talk about these monster games that you can get from uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You can get from Eli Manning who will give you like one or two or Flacco who gives like a couple of one or two which is worth taking in a best ball type situation. But do you want consistency? Do you want to get points every week? Yeah. There are Tom Brady and there is Aaron Rodgers. And with the high upside explosion factor. Here's my guess. I call this Los time. Angeles Rams. Jared Goff. I will not mention him for fantasy purposes because I have fucking. Well, we noticed. already talked about them because they were they were they were moved over. No, we hit no, a we hit a golf we had a golf argument in, in, uh, in, two LA teams. in a conversation <laughs> so, about so early round quarterbacks. Yeah, okay. and, and let's yeah. talk about this team. I'm not gonna say a word. You're not gonna say a word. You can say a word. Let's talk about this team for. All right, lucky me. All right, here's the thing. Uh, he's Jared Goff will not be fantasy relevant. But the thing is, he's going to be probably starting all 16 games. Don't worry. I, I'm still on board with Jared Goff as a franchise quarterback. Just wait until the Rams, if it ever happens, actually become a team <laughs> worth the shit. Um, I think he has the skill set to make it work. 
Robert Woods is a great addition for him. That should help him uh, quite a bit. And I'd like to see a second-year uh, move from Tyler Higby, kind of see what uh, if he can stay out of trouble and uh, just catch some footballs. And I think that just gives your quarterback a bunch of confidence when you do that. I like that guy as a sneaky pick. What were the first couple words you said? Not fancy relevant. Perfect. Yes. We're good. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Devon Austin, his, his best target. Um, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Sam Bradford, they signed Case Keenum. I guess Bridgewater's. Right, let's just move on. Well, <laughs> is that, this is we're, we're talking you, about. You we're talking about the quarterback that's in the the, the the lower third of the quarterbacks that are out there. So um, you know, at least you have to like the you know he has Stephon Diggs. You you don't have uh, Adrian Peterson there anymore. You're bringing in Latavius Murray. Uh, again, it's going to be a three-headed monster type of a situation at their at their. Dean was the best wide receiver, in my opinion. <sighs> and, well, you know, and Treadwell is my point. So you have you at least have some some talent there, but you don't have a consistent, strong running attack that you're going to lean on. So Bradford, you like Latavius. I, I'm going to tell you what. I know you can like Latavius. I'm done with Latavius. Um, it's, it's, Don't talk about the Thursday night game. I'm not gonna, it was Dark <laughs> Anvil all along anyway. It wasn't even me. I don't know why this always became something that labeled on me. I drafted him the next year when I was sold on, <laughs> I said, Don't talk on about the conversation. Sam Bradford is just going to be a guy that you can stream, pick, play the game, and play him there. I like his weapons, though. I like I do like Dixon Thielen. The reason you like Sam Bradford is he's going to complete a higher rate of his passes to these wide receivers. So if you're, you know, projecting the wide receivers, you know, efficiency, it's going to be high. Both Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen should catch a boatload of passes. Kyle Rudolph should be heavily involved. He's just capable of getting the ball to his playmakers, and that's why you like Sam Bradford. Um, but for fantasy purposes, he's a guy you can pick up off the waiver wire. Get 15 fantasy points from, and he won't kill you. Sort of in the Alex Smith, less athletic mold with I, bigger sleeves. I like Sam Bradford to like hashish. It's just going to give you a nice equilibrium buzz. You're not going to really be baked. You're not going to not be baked. You're going to be like, ooh, this is not sativa fantasy football happening here. <laughs> um, New Orleans Saints. Breeze, again, the guy's the stud, the best. Let's go. We know that he's going to be top five. It's guaranteed. Probably going to 5,000 yards. And how the hell is this guy? Drew Breeze is going to be top five, but the only thing that kind of worries me about him, like going back to way early in the show, um, Brandon Cooks is gone. Uh, you're losing a huge target hub. I think this puts so much pressure on Michael Thomas, who I do not think can sustain relevancy. Not relevancy, but he. We know he's not probably going to put up the same numbers, well, I see, right. but I think he's going to really break down. I think we're going to see the true Michael Thomas, who I'm a little maybe biased against. I'm going to go against like, most of the consensus, but uh, you know, I, I love Willie Sneed. I think that's going to work out for him. Uh, Ted Ginn's going to be a nice little uh, addition there, but Drew Brees, I don't think we're going to see a dip in numbers, and I don't think I, I think he he might flirt with outside top five. Might that's just how you know you're putting so much pressure on Michael Thomas. And I don't think that's the guy. You needed a Brandon Cooks opposite. I'll let you say it, but I think one guy that you said in a couple podcasts late, r- lately that I was surprised by is that you think that um, uh, Kobe Fleener is going to step up a little bit. He's got to step up a little bit. They always distribute their targets pretty evenly to all positions. You know, Mark Ingram is going to get some. I think they'll add uh, a back in the draft, a pass-catching complement to a Mark Ingram. 
I don't think Daniel Asko's the answer. I don't it's nice Hightower's gone for his yeah. for that sake. Uh, but Drew Brees is just going to throw for you know 4,800 to 5,000 yards and get close to 30 touchdowns and be very effective. He'll have a small home road split, but he'll be bomb at home he'll, and he'll be closer to average on the road. So that's the only thing you look at. I mean, Drew Brees is just very, very good. I don't know real reason to talk about it. And they'll, I agree with that. And they'll also, good point. Then they'll also probably will draft another wide receiver. They're good to give him get another him, weapon somewhere. somewhere. They're yeah. going to give him a weapon somewhere. Look, you only have how many years left of a guy who is going to be a Hall of Famer, okay? Oh, I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer. And, uh, there are, you know, you when you have the couple years left, you're going to do everything you can to put the emphasis to, to give him the, the chances. What they really need to do, though, is get more defense there to give him a better chance to win games. Never going to happen. But until that happens, <laughs> you'll have the best opportunity to score a lot of fantasy points. Chase Daniel back there. Who's the number two? Quickly, Luke McCown or Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel. Chase right. Daniel. That's got to be. New York Giants, Eli Manning. Hall of Famer. We don't need to talk about it. Right, yeah, it. <laughs> but uh, Brandon Marshall is going to do wonders for Eli Manning. But if anyone can screw up being able wonders, to... wonders, what? How, what's your? He's going to make him a Hall of Famer. <laughs> like I, 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 I I'm fine with you. I, I, you Eli Manning saying. is his own worst enemy. Uh, he is. He, he makes plays, but I also think that the team around him has always been beneficial. Odell Beckham came at a right time, but him and Brandon Marshall are, are going to. Uh, Click very well, I think. The same same way we saw Fitz and Marshall uh, click. But the thing is, he's upside OBJ now. So um, Eli, he's probably he he's going late enough in these in these uh, early early uh, season drafts where he would be a great quarterback too. N- nothing more, nothing less. Stream him if you got him. Can I can I say one thing? One I, I saw an Instagram post by Brandon Marshall, some of our favorites, some of our least favorite. Oh, him at Duke today. Eli Shepard, Ty, uh, Will Ty, and Coach K on a basketball court. So Brandon Marshall is gelling himself with his quarterback. He's hanging out with his new team. OBJ wasn't there. Uh, you know they were probably throwing. You know uh, that's Eli's spot is throwing the ball to his his players in the offseason um, down at Duke. So I like seeing uh, Marshall there and getting himself acclimated. We know he's a year a year one kind of guy, so I like that. Um, go for it. Not only is he a year one kind of guy, he's always an off-season kind of guy. He's always putting in the extra work. That's one of the you can never you can never comment about Brandon Marshall about not working hard and not being just a competitor. That's that's what he is. But what he also is is the other C word. He's a cancer. And the problem is... is uh, I thought you were going to say cock-sucking. No, no, uh, he could be a cock-sucking cancer. So uh, this is why you don't go to the playoffs ever since you've come into the league. Because you're on these teams where it's it's that situation. And, and the problem is this. And this is maybe... If, if you want to go stacks, I want to argue on the Hall of Fame for, for Eli Manning. This is where you should argue it. Because with OBJ and all these guys that took the trip to Florida, right... Uh, and then also, where are you in the command of your team? So if and he's you're been ripping, to be honest, since OBJ has been in the league, he's been ripping, not ripping. It's, a, it's the wrong word. He's been condescending towards the the approach of his players around him, OBJ and the guys. Like, 
every state, he's like, gotta be better, you know, you gotta stop so doing this, you gotta this? stop making it about yourself. Yeah. He's never been like, that's my guy, He's he comes out on Sunday, he's like, these guys, I would... But at the end of the day, Eli sucked balls pretty much last year. Sure. Um, finished the 21st uh, quarterback. That's horrible. Horrible. Uh, finished with negative nine rushing yards. Never been a running guy, but, I mean, that's pretty uh, – that's not very good. Uh, last thing I'll say on, on Eli is Kaepernick only played uh, ten and a half games and finished with uh, 24 less points. That's crazy. Than, a, than an Eli Manning with all that talent, and he – Obviously, the same the, way as, as, this is as the, the Rivers thing. plays 16 games every year. Eli's going to get overdrafted because of the Brandon Marshall, because people are going to look at the thing on paper and go, OBJ, Brandon Marshall, oh, no brainer. It's going to yeah, be huge, yeah. huge business. Those are two guys that have so much going on between their heads that I wish it was only football. So you know? much or so little. You know what? At least like Terrell Owens was a guy who had so much or little, whichever way you want to go about it, but it was so... Awesomely dedicated to football, that when he was in between the lines, all he thought about was, you know. I think both OBJ and Marshall are the same way, but they're just they're just like like um, Owens. They're just too. They're, they, yeah, but they, Owens they, was on winning up. teams. Owens let's, let's, was on winning teams. It's true, and he was a fucking beast. Uh, let's or anything else you got to say? I mean, no. I don't want to get stags fired up on Eli Manning. Um, I won't say, yeah. say anything about Carson Wentz. I'll let you talk about Carson. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything either. Um, but but we're on that Philadelphia Eagles, Wentz, Nick Foles back in the mix. Yeah, rah rah. rah. Uh, same thing with what I said about Eli Manning. If there's anyone can kind of screw up having such a great offense around him, <coughs> uh, Eli Manning. It's, it's Carson Wentz can totally screw it up too. I mean, when you got when you got Elshon Jeffrey, Jordan Matthews, Torrey Smith is there with the deep ball, and you're still somehow hanging around with DGB. Um, and oh, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, you got Zach Ertz. So the best way to hide a not good quarterback and make him appear good enough is to surround it by so many guys you can just just throw it out, and someone's going to catch the damn ball. Carson Wentz is going to throw a lot of passes. He has to. Um, the run game, they don't even really have a running back uh, for for sure right now. Um, I'm not on board with Carson Wentz. I love the targets around him. He's going to be relevant just because he's got guys that can catch footballs and score touchdowns. But I don't. He, so, so do you don't believe in, in that he has the skill set? No, with I, these hold, guys. Hold on. I, I know you're going to argue against Carson Wentz. I'm, I'm not. On you board. said you were. I said it wasn't going to say anything. I did I just asked a question. I just That's who Dini's fucking pick. I'm not going to say anything. But hold on, I disagree. Just I'm my opinion. Just ask a question. Just my opinion. I am not. I'm not going out to draft Carson Wentz. Love the team around him, but I think he's going to be overdrafted because of the team around him. Same thing with who Dini was saying about. Eli Manning and the Giants. If I had a choice, it'd be Eli Manning 10 out of 10 times. I mean, here's the thing with Carson Wentz. i just much rather draft the other players around him. The older, more proven veterans who I feel have, you know, better weapons are around them. And that's it. I'd rather draft, you know, a guy like Carson Palmer or Joe Flacco or, you know, fucking Andy Dalton, you know, whoever we want to say. I'm probably going to choose them over Carson Wentz. 
I, I'm going to say this. Just, so, I'm not to try to be devil's Carson advocate. Wentz, Jeremy Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you weren't going to say anything. I didn't say that. All right. Um, not the, not, that doesn't mean you can't say anything. Well, you did say you, you, you weren't going to say anything, too. All, All right, right, boys. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I said, okay, you already said something. I said, I, I'm going now. <laughs> well, look at, look, I'm the opposite. I'm, I actually like a Wentz this year. In that lower, and I'm not going high on him or anything. But if you got, if I can take as my backup quarterback a Flacco, or I mean, I like Dalton more, but uh, some of these other guys, I I like Wentz and just just that chance that everything clicks and this guy is more like the first four three four games last year, and now he's got that new uh, newfound uh, some playmakers there and uh, just a, a progression into the sophomore season. I'm I'm a, I'm 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 going I'm going with that hit or miss home run as opposed to the slow and steady. Uh, here's the only thing I'm, I'm asking. I want to ask was I'm was so much more of a Wentz guy than a Jared Goff guy, and apparently you seem to be a Goff guy. So if you would go back, you would still take Goff over Wentz. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's then all crazy. I can say is that we'll judge it at the end of the careers. What? what what's the reasoning behind that? Uh, he was just a more traditional quarterback. Even after Watch Watch Mark, 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 of course, he was, he, was, he, was in, he was in the Rams playing behind the shield. He, didn't play. he, got, he got Exactly, because what Steg was saying earlier, you don't want to put your quarterback out there. They had nothing to prove last year. They what had, did Wentz have last year? Jordan on, Matthews was his number one. He said Jordan yeah. Matthews can play ball, and he had oh. Zach Ertz. They had a team around him who could have made the rush a run for the playoffs. The Rams, Rams did not. And the thing is, you had a journeyman in there who could have just played some ball. And develop the team, teach golf, and the thing is, a journeyman, Keen, Case Keenum, absolutely, he's a stopgap, no doubt about it. But I'm saying, but he's not like he's, he was the worst quarterback in the league. Of course, he got sacked every seven worse plays. than golf. Every seven play. Oh, you're talking about Keenum, but I'm saying golf. No, but, but, but he was worse. Jared Goff got last year. Got, got got rushed. What almost at least once a drive it seemed like, or or you know yeah once every four downs, and he got sacked once every every like. Not even ten plays. How else would you do if you're a rookie, surrounded with shit talent, with no one to fucking throw it to, with the coach shenanigans that had going on there? It was just a shitty situation. There was no shenanigans going on in Philadelphia too. Shenanigans? shenanigans. This is first year. You just said that says shenanigans. Hey, Farva, what's that? What's that place you like to go to with all the shit on the wall? Shenanigans? Ooh, trooper troopers, anyone? Yes. Victory! <laughs> You're saying how bad the guy in front of him was, and he couldn't make the field. That's what I'm. Really no, about. they didn't want to play. When started week one. Listen, they don't. They don't want to play Jared Goff. They got forced the with the media there. push because of how terrible case. Stop uh, the media push and the fake news and all that no, stuff. The media push does not really make sense when you're talking about coaches starting their players. They, they don't, don't care. Want what the we own the media. We they don't care what the media says. They're playing the best guy. They they did it right. They would. I guarantee they would have said draft. I hear you. Playing on Sunday, it's not about what the media is going on. There's not one coach in the league like, well, that uh, that blogger said that That's this right. quarterback's I better. I know my stance. It's all good. All right. Well, just media and coaches and playing their players, not a fit. Drafting, understood. Um, let's go on to San Francisco 49ers. Right. They've got our quarterbacks, the Bears. What happened? Boyer, <laughs> the QB1 and Barkley QB2. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Let's not let these guys talk. We talk a lot. Uh, I mean, Brian Hoyer will be another journeyman quarterback. Where if he plays, 
You know, you can get those. You can get some good games out of him. You can also get some dog shit games out of him where he throws six picks. He's a he's a bag of crap, and then there's like one golden nugget in there that you're trying to find. It's just interesting that they haven't made another move. Um, but these guys should fit Kyle Shanahan's sort of system where they're going to be under center and they're going to move from behind the pocket. So, you know, I still think they'll add somebody at some point in the draft. I don't know if it'll be with the second overall pick. That's where that's where it's really going to matter. If they don't draft anybody, Brian Hoyer is more than likely going to be their, you know, day one starter. I got a scary question. This, Jay Cutler, where is he going to go? What if no. Jay Cutler ends up in San Francisco and you have the three starting Bears that would be, quarterbacks that, that would be in San Francisco? I mean, right now it's not going to happen, but I think right now the 49ers should be like, Can we, Kaepernick. Come back. Come back. The thing is, I just don't think Kaepernick fits with the Shanahan system with what I he agree. really, really wants to do. I know he ran the RG3 system to where it was a little bit different and they adapted around him. I just don't think that that's what he really, really wants to do. Especially after you come out here and pay Kyle Juszczyk running back money. Yeah, so we'll see. This seems like a team that is gonna, are they going to draft a quarterback? Absolutely. Okay. I just don't know when. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. And wow, we're actually we actually caught up pretty well. So well done, guys. That just shows you how kind of terrible a lot of the situations on these NFC teams are are at the quarterback position. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm going to go first with Javon Boykin. Got a DUI this week. He might be out of the league. Sucks, man. I love that kid. I like him too. I think. Do they do they keep him or are they gonna draft someone and he's gone? I think they. I think they have to keep him. He, I think he's a great fit there in Seattle behind Russell Wilson, um, and and he's not thrown into the situation where he's gonna be starting football games anytime soon. Leave him there. Russ, Russ Wilson's got that offense. He's he's making plays. He meshes so well with Doug Baldwin. Love Russell Wilson, and he keeps falling further in these drafts. Uh, I mean, when he's going quarterback eight or nine, yes, please all day over some of those guys that you know you might be reaching for a little bit more. So, yeah, I'm on board with, with Russ. Uh, and Russ, we trust. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Russ last year, what did he, he did not he did not have a great one. Um, last year, Russell Wilson finished up twelfth in in the league. Well, go ahead, buddy. Oh, um, I'm just worried about his offensive line. Very, just, just so concerned. Hasn't that been the, the, the thing that's been said for three years now? How can, this, how can this team not just understand that this is the issue with the team, the only issue? They, they understand. I mean, they Why aren't they fixing it? Because their methods of fixing it aren't traditional NFL methods. They like to take athletes and take guys who used to play D-line and convert them, and they have longer learning curves. So they eventually think that they'll be able to piece together a cheap offensive line you know, I, their offense line Has that last year worked. No, it's a it's a poor sales strategy. It's saying yeah, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the big whale. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm not going to build my pipeline in the meantime because I'm going to catch that big whale and eventually it's going to make it all worthwhile. <laughs> and that works every time in sales. And it's going to help uh, Russ this year. Jimmy Graham claims to be at 100. percent He's ready to play some football. I guess last great year. last year. No, I, he yeah. No, I I read something where. They, they started pointing out the fact that 
he was had lingering issues where he really couldn't play lights out. Which it sucks when you're an NFL player. He's getting older. We know he's already hit a decline, a little bit of regression. Um, but I think I, I think blew my mind last I year. I think Russ is gonna have to lean on him a little bit more with how many footballs that Curse likes to drop. And you can't just throw him all the balls. when I'd love him to. You just can't. It just won't happen. Yeah. yeah. Between Eddie Lacy and all the running backs, CJ Procise, like this offense is going to function a little bit weird. This could be a team that adds a wide receiver in the draft, um, um, especially with Tyler Lockett coming off a severe-looking injury. We'll see how that ends I, up I shaking out. You really got to be careful about Eddie Lacy eating up a lot of offense. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'll say with uh, Russell Wilson. One, um, he obviously was down way, way points from last year to um, 2005. He had 259 fantasy points in you know uh, the league format that we go by. And last year in, in 2015, he had 336, almost 100 points down. Here's the weird thing. He had more passing yards last year. Yeah. And yeah. so his rushing yards were way down. So he went from 500 to, you know, 550 to 260. And his touchdowns were way down. He had 23 less touchdowns. So let's. 13 less touchdowns. I mean, sorry, sorry. 13, exactly. Sorry. 13 touchdowns less. He only had 21 touchdowns last year. That is, for a guy that's going to go, he's going to be a top five or top seven pick this year at the position. No? Is he now? Is he no, going down that I, much? I think earlier you said he was going nine. Yeah, going nine. but what do you think? He, you, is that I, right? I think he's a value. I mean, yeah. you, I think you, think it's, you think he's going to be a ninth pick? Because he's been Now's like three. The reach at that, you know, try to pick him up around there, six, seven. I like him when he falls, but I just feel like his name value. People, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, it's, um, the thing is, he had a bad, he's like all over the place. You, you can't really tell what his formula is for points because last year was so down, but because his touchdowns were down. His yards down. His yards are up. What is he? What is he gonna? Be, how is this guy gonna be scoring fantasy points for you this year? Where do you put your eggs in, in, in his basket? The thing is, like he was injured last year, so everything that sort of happened with his run game, he didn't want to run. His ribs hurt. His shoulder hurt. You know, his ankle hurt. Everything sort of hurt for the guy. So I understand that's how his rushing. His cock hurt too because it, it had, Boykin it was going to be the starter after been week used five. A long time, and then finally it got used last you, year. You texted me that Boykin was going to be the starter after week. So we kept seeing him getting battered and beaten in the leagues. first t- part of the season. <laughs> I know I have Delicious. But okay. He set a career high in passing yards last year. I still think this is going to be a team that has to air it out with with Feast Eddie Lacy, Beastie Lacy, whatever the fuck you want to call him out there. It's not going to Feast Lacy, Feast East. I don't give a shit. It's not going to be great. They are going to. What is it? Feces. Oh my god. <laughs> They're going to have to be a pass first team. Doug Baldwin's one of the most efficient receivers you know, of the generation. Jimmy Graham, another year healthier coming off of uh, Already you know, great. ligament damage. It's going to be good for those guys. I think you know with C.J. Procise as a running back, wide receiver type weapon, uh, and you know other players, young guys like a Paul Richardson sort of taking the next step. I think there could be uh, more to come from his passing game and passing touchdown numbers. 
Um, overall, I still think he'll be a little more effective running the ball, but he's, you know, as players age, they just don't run as much. Yeah. And that's one thing you got to keep in mind. But I think the passing numbers will be back up there for him this year. Well, the passing numbers were up there last year, and he still was lower. Touchdowns. Got it, got it. Passing touchdowns. Got it. Um, yeah, I hope so. We'll see. I think they need to get some more weaponry because the, one of the things the last two years, everyone was thought um, Lockett was going to be, I mean, think about a year ago, like Lockett's going to progress and his sophomore season. He's again. not a wide He's, he was, he's not a white, but before that, he's just not a white. He's not a weapon. He's not a weapon for uh, Wilson. You said, you said, curse, dropping a lot of passes. He has, he has big plays. He's like one big play in big games, but there's no consistency there. It's all ball. It's all Jimmy Graham, and um, we'll see. We don't even know what's really going to happen with that running backs. Maybe Procise can help him out a bit, uh, but I agree with Stags. The more you, the more older you get, the less you run. Um, all right, the next squad. Let is, me start it because it's oh, my boy. Oh yeah! I, wait, now, hold on. You talked so much about Roma. I thought you weren't allowed to. Kidding. So go for it, buddy. I was relaxing, waiting for Jameis because go for it. Full I think shake. this guy is so undervalued. You said when we were discussing. I think you said he was like thirteen or something going at, at quarterback right now, behind Philip Rivers, and fourteenth. Fourteenth, even better. I'll, I can't, I can't explain how much of a value this guy is. He has thrown for over 4,000 yards in his first two seasons. He threw, uh, he, he increased from, uh, what was it, uh, 21 touchdowns, 22 touchdowns in his rookie year to 28 touchdowns. You gave him Deshaun Jackson. We've seen. Can I say why you're going on that to interrupt you? Yeah. 50 career TDs. The only guys that are more, it's like Marino, as right. I said. Carr, as I said, ran at sixty. You doing Mariota was that, was there? What well, Mariota's not even close. Um, oh. But Manning, Manning had fifty-two. Oh, so Manning, his first two years, only had two more touchdowns, and Russell Wilson forty-eight. Where, where did Derek Carr? Fifty-three. Fifty-three. And then Marino was sixty-eight. How about it? So he's basically in the in the zone of third best all time. And you think about that touchdowns? That, he was in the same years. draft class as Derek Carr. No, Carr's one year ahead. They were one year ahead. Okay. Yeah. So. The thing for me with Winston is, okay, you have Martin right now who's still there, but he's going to be suspended. So you have Charles Sims who started to take on a role, but they don't really have a consistent running game there for him. The Sean Jackson thing for me is what is so huge. Look at what he has done in his first two years with basically Mike Evans because Vincent Jackson was was something in his, first, in his rookie year, was nothing last year. And then he had to make... Adam Humphreys become who's my next favorite Adam after Thielen, <laughs> and also White, also that, that that the little type of guy, but gritty, just gets it done. And what he made Cameron Braid into. But what the best thing about this about James is so mad when we say we do, it doesn't mean we don't like a black guy. Whenever I, I say I like a white wide receiver, like that. you guys both just nod your head. And you're like so racist. Doesn't mean I don't love black. No, white. Adam my, Thielen is a fu- or not, not Adam Thielen. Hum- Adam Humphreys, Adam Humphreys. Okay. is a bum. But like, whenever we say white wide receiver, you shake your head. Uh, there is you guys talk about, him up like he's such a great player and he's going to be progressing like he's, he's a fucking no, bum. No, what he is feeling. is a perfect compliment. I'm saying whenever I say wide wide receiver, you do the same shake. Shake your head. head. Doesn't not matter whether it's whether it's the best white wide receiver in the league or the worst. You feel like our audience thinks that we don't like black wide receivers. That's why you're shaking your head. So no, we okay, but. 
What are you doing? Say we just, it's not about you know what? I'm sorry. Three times in the show. Okay, we, we, we've all been through. <laughs> I think it's more that we say it because we've we've grown up watching NFL entire life. I we, say I like wide receivers all the time. And same thing every time. We never see white wide receivers because I just remember Tommy Waddle. It's like, <laughs> and go on, go on. There's, just se- there's point seven in the history. All right. We I, like wide, white wide receivers. It's, Doesn't it's mean like we don't like black ones. Let me give you the pam- Let me give you the pamphlet of the greatest Jewish athletes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a half of a one page. But do, what does Sean Jackson and how it works for Jameis Winston? And this is where you have to understand where it takes Jameis Winston's game to another level. He is so smart as a quarterback. Number one, I, I, I love his command and the way that he is just in control of his offense, and he has an amazing deep ball. But the problem is he's never had anyone that could actually run underneath his deep ball because he can out-throw almost anybody. I think from his knees he can throw 70 yards or 80 yards. <laughs> so you have Deshaun Jackson, who is the most prolific receiver since he has come into the league at 50-yard receptions or more. And when you think about it from touchdowns, it's just ridiculous. So when you think about what Deshaun is going to add, because as a Mike Evans owner, this is where you have to be as a Mike Evans guy, Maybe you understand that you might get a little bit of a regression because all those deep targets that were always going to Mike Evans, they're not going to go there anymore. You're going to have to have Mike Evans do more with that that medium deep route and have to try to make things by making a guy miss and then shoving him out of the way because Evans just has not proven he can outrun guys. He can out-hustle guys. He can out-grab guys for balls, but he is not going to out-speed guys. But when Deshaun does, Jameis will hit him. All right, I'm done. I'm out on Jameis. Hit it. Um... Jameis will be okay. Hmm? You're not a fan? Where you got him? Where you got him in your cheers? Closer to QB 15 or 16, just because they seem to be wanting to keep the ball out of Jameis's hands. They don't want to be a heavy, heavy pass team. They don't want to be a 60-40 team. You know, if you're a team with Jaquiz Rogers as your starting running back and you're giving him the ball 25 to 30 times mm-hmm. a game, that says more about your quarterback. Then it does it's a about quiz in your face for Winston. So how does five hundred thirty-five and five hundred sixty-seven pass attempts say that you're not looking to throw the ball? Where does it rank among the league? He's still throwing for over four thousand yards. No, where how many, how, what is where it? does that rank amongst the league? Well, what is it? Is it how I mean, what tenth, eleventh? But it, it was spaced. The splits per the season weren't the same. He was number three in attempts at the beginning of the year, and then since that point, he, uh, the first half, he was 21 in attempts. After that, they made a concerted effort to take the ball away from Jameis Winston. That's the concerning part. Uh, and if they do that for you know, a long run over the season, it, it's going to hurt his numbers. So he's got upside because of Deshaun and because of Mike Evans and because of Cameron Bray. But... Locking him into 600 passing attempts just doesn't seem like something Dirk Cotter wants to do at this stage in his career. And I agree with that. Hold on, quick counterpoint. I know, I know. I said I wasn't going to say the but Quick counterpoint to it is he still. (laughs) I lied. I did. I did. (laughs) Quick counterpoint. He still threw for over 4,000 yards in his first two seasons. He's still thrown for 28 and 22 touchdowns in his first two seasons. What don't they like about him? How many quarterbacks have we talked about have only thrown... Ben Roethlisberger has never thrown a 4,000-yard pass. No, I agree, I agree with you saying, here's what they don't, and the reason what Stag's talking about. Turnover city. He hasn't even passed. 41 turnovers in 32 games. That's 33 interceptions 
in yeah. 32 games, and, and he's 11. has eight lost fumbles, which yeah. on like something like 16 fumbles. So this is a guy, and it's no different than a Mariota's young player. So I agree with you. How do you not like what you're seeing? He's up in, uh, in touchdowns amongst the elite quarterbacks of all time. You know? And yardage. But so, it, it, the reason why they want to take the ball out of hand and not make him have to do too much on the, the, the passing and do everything to the game is because he's a little bit of a gunslinger and a little bit of a, a wild man. But when you and, are and that a does player... Not, that does not bring you to playoffs and win you games. I understand. And they don't give a fuck about that. You're on a two-year sample, and when... You, I like you, him. I like you him. when you, you know... There is the rarity with the Dak Prescott coming in with the, with the 23 touchdowns and the four inter, in, interceptions. I'd give it to you. But I'm there is still a rarity does. of what he does and what he is as an athlete. And that, you know what? Maybe he believes so much more in himself that he always pushes him to do, do all these things. But you know what? That's the characteristics of a winner. And I will, I'm, I'm just telling you that. He's a winner. I love him. I'm not, yeah. I'm not against you. He's a winner. I'm Those not, mistakes. But I think Stag's, Stag's points are about an NFL team and how they're going to run the player, not fantasy football and what he But even when you're controlling him, he still throws for 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns. I don't think they're controlling him. He's saying I think they might, they're doing more so after the beginning of last season. They're kind of like, all right, the guy's a stud. He's awesome. We love him. But let's if, kind of even this how, out. How so what makes us a better football team? Because, yeah. you know, you got a guy like Dirk Cotter. How long is he going to be there? You don't know unless you start winning football games. You, you take a team to the playoffs, and then you got a little bit of job security in your second year as a head coach. He almost got there. I mean, you need – yeah, the, how he almost got there is sort of by putting, you know, Winston, pulling the reins back, giving the ball to the running backs, and then allowing him to take shots off play action. And, and to point to – hold on, hold on. Listen. To, to, to Stag's point, uh, Sims, hurt. Uh, muscle hamster, hurt. And then suspended. They were still doing this handoff situation and pulling them with their, run, their third and fourth guy on their depth chart. So if they draft a, a running back, if... Uh, you know, Sims is back, or maybe did Sims sign with another team? No, uh, he's there. Uh, it, 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 Cotter said this week, I like I liked, uh, Doug Martin. I want him here. <clears throat> but if they've got someone that actually is like pretty sweet at running back, it could hurt him more. Let's move on. No one's arguing that no, we, like I, I just to make a we just don't like him quite as much as he I just want to make a comparison with like, you know, like a guy like who is Troy Aikman a Hall of Famer? This is different it's, eras. It's, it's different eras. Different. Like, we right, can't start right, talking about right, Hall of Fame right, right. with, with uh, Winston. Well, we, 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 That's my fault back in the beginning. I'm so sorry. No, I love it. I love it. But it's just too early. <laughs> you, did a, you did an end of career with a guy that's been playing for 14 years. This I'm just saying that three. Aikman was not a winner until his fourth season. And uh, Winston did it in his second year. Halabodala. Here's what we're going to do. We got one more team. One more team. Washington Redskins. Let's talk about Cousins. You talk about him. I I think he's actually might not even be on the team. No, okay. So I I know we, I think it was uh, the last podcast, uh, 263. We we discussed how this could be just a one-year thing for Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take her cousins this year because they continue to develop the talent around. I know he, I know they lost Jackson and Garcon, but I think the guys that include Trail Pryor is, makes a big difference. I think Josh Doxson, I think 
this this has got to be the time. Now I'm just I'm more banking on the fact that this is the year Dachshund comes alive and stops with the uh, nagging injuries. Same same with Corey Coleman back in Cleveland. Uh, Jameson Crowder is is an unreal playmaker. I love watching him play football. Kirk just loves to win football games. He's going to continue to forcefully through the air win football games, and that's going to score you points just based on volume alone. I mean, I don't really have anything to say. I like Terrell Pryor's sort of presence in the red zone. If Jordan Reed's healthy, that should help. Uh, I think they could add sort of a running back that's a little more dynamic to do it both through the air and, and through the ground at the same goddamn time. I think that might make you know their offense a little bit in more the draft. Small. Yes, or, oh, I think right. they will. And I, I think that might make they have to. I, I mean. Think, yeah, Jones I, is not it. No, Matt Jones is the and, question. And Kelly is not it. It's Matt Rob. And, and then, you know, keeping uh, Jameson Crowder there, I think he's an effective weapon. It, as long as Josh Dotson can be, get back, I think his weapons are just as good, if not, you know, a little bit better, you know, because of their size in the red zone. Who do you guys like better? I know this is a quarterback show. Quick answer for you two. Dot, you like a Dotson, a Dotson better than um, right now than uh, than uh, Latrell, Laquan? Oh, absolutely. Oh, like Treadwell. So, like I, I put like most of the league over Treadwell. I, I'm not. <laughs> Do you agree? I, yeah, Treadwell's and also well, one guy's good. hurt and one guy just didn't have a good year. I just that's the only reason. Yeah, I'm not but, saying one player's yeah, better okay. than the other, but one exposed. Which one's better? The well, guy that was hurt not, the, not played or the guy who. Was healthy all year. Fair enough. Play. Fair enough. That goes against my <laughs> argument earlier against uh, Goff. That's a bad team. But, but but still, injury. He's still not. There. I mean, you're reading the you're reading the news. They're not saying Doxson's not 100 percent right now. No, but I would take. That's that. my fear. With no, no. But here's your, here's your and question. It's, and it's an Achilles. Your question is who you take a chance on right now. I'll still take my chance on the unknown with potential. Versus the guy who couldn't those. get onto the field. Fair enough. I don't want to make it about wide receivers. I was just putting Josh that Dotson got six targets. I'm pretty sure Treadwell was close to that number. So. No, he got three targets, one catch. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so Here, why don't you pass? All right, are we done? And here's what it is about Treadwell. Going, going, out. <laughs> I, I mean, be going, going, for me, gone. gone. For me, yeah, Cousins, gone. <laughs> Cousins making fifty million dollars in two years. He's a good player. It all runs through as they've talked about this week. Um, Reed, we'll see. They're, they lose a lot of. I, I think Garcon is underrated. I really do. You lose um, Deshaun Jackson, the guy that actually had I think his second or third thousand yard season last year. There's a lot of loss there, and it hasn't been replaced. So I would say Kirk Cousins number. Career year beware are coming down, but at the same time he's not going too high at eleven or wherever he's going. That's so. good for him. I, I like him for probably around nine, maybe. I mean, I like I just seven like or eight. I also like him because he has big game potential, and so he makes up fantasy seven. points for you in weeks. So mm-hmm. he also can win you weeks. He may have a couple duds in there, but the fact that that this is a also ran bunch of running backs means that. Again, like Tyrod, uh, not like Tyrod. I'm sorry. Like um, uh, these, these uh, okay, I don't want to go metro. Okay, I'm too drunk. the <laughs> quarterbacks that don't have running backs, it's going to call on you to carry the offense. So when that running game doesn't work, and you're in a close game, and you're down seven, you're down ten, you don't. You're going to abandon the running game for the most part, and you're going to rely on your guy who helps you out, and that's Kirk. Nice work on the show, guys. Kirk Cousins could definitely. Definitely be a shit the bed candidate this year, though. 
No? I, I, and I, I like it more than any of you guys by far. But it could be one of those just to shit the bed. He got his $50 million and he, he's done. No? I don't I like think so. Okay. You don't got Mitchell. I like no, you guys no. liking this Cousins. I, I bought it. The kids got it. Moxie, D-Rex. I ate, man. I, I like Moxie. Moxie. John Moxie? Oh, my God. I enjoy. John Seneca would have loved to hear Moxie. Oh, yeah, man. He's got, he's got the arm. And he's a Michigan Stater. So. Yeah, right. He's oh. got the arm of the gods. Um, Why don't you tell me what's about the music? Yeah, it's uh, it's Ghostface Killer. We know Woo. He's, 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 he's my favorite Woo. Is, is he a white wide receiver? <laughs> No, but we'll no, talk about a, white he's an Asian wide receiver. We'll talk about. Uh, I like that uh, Ghostface Killer hates um, Action Bronson because who's a white ripoff uh, Ghostface Killer. Um, so that's all we're gonna say. We we started out the music. It was gonna be a Houdini. He's like, I I don't know what to play. I have a whole list of stuff. And Waz goes. We need some rap. You motherfuckers are always no, playing hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. You guys are always playing rip hop, or you're playing. He didn't say this, but this is what he's thinking. You're either doing rip hop or you're doing funk. We our list. Our listeners need some hip hop. So we went in with this. We started with Jellyfish, and what are we closing out with here? Three Bricks featuring the notorious B.I.G. Biggie and Rikwan. All right, guys. We love you. Uh, we're about to start getting into uh, heavier shows and. We've taken some time off. It's been nice for us. We've needed this little break, but we're about to get back into it. I love you, Dini. Love you, Waz. Love you, Stag Party. We get feisty sometimes, um, but that's what makes it. Feisty is fun. That's what makes it pyro. Amen, guys. Holla for a dollar. See ya. Three bricks. The days of gender, got the suitcase up in the central. Go to room 112, tell a block of censure. Feel the strangers, if no money exchanges. I got these kids and rangers, believe the niggas brainless. All the total stainless, you just remainers. Calm as possible, make the deal go through. If not, here's 12 shots, we know how you do. Please make your killings clean, slice up in between. With eyes like true lies, killing the free to see. Just bring back the coke or the cream, or else your life is on the shelf. We need this friend to catch me fucking with the ball, and your mom's cast tent. Baby. Uh, they say we get shady, dress up like ladies and burn them in dirty dreams. Then they come and kill our babies. That's all out. I got cats that blow the wall out, clear them all out, fuck the wall out. Go to stretch, I bet they pussy. The seven digits push me, it's fucking real. Here's the deal. I got a hundred bricks, fourteen five a piece, enough to cop six by the house on the beach. Supply the piece with cheeks, brick a piece, cabbage. Everybody get the cream, no one consider the leech. Think about it now, that's damn near 1.5. I kill them all, I'll be set for life. Fresh, pay attention, these motherfuckers is henchmen. Renegades, if you die, they still get paid. Extra property, fucking robbery. I'm the boss, promise you won't rob them, I promise. But of course, you know I have my fingers crossed. Niggas got to die, if I go, they got to go. Niggas got to die. 
Let a hundred shots float, niggas got to die. Cause it's all up in the scrolls, catch your body on the bridge. Be nigga. If I go, we got to go, niggas got to die. Let a hundred shots float, niggas got to die. Cause it's all up in the scrolls, catch your body on the bridge. Be Let Katie up in the lab. Two Spanish, one Arab lady. Laying on the bed, looking like a drag. Had the pillow cuff, looking at me and Frank. Her grill was rough. But whatever thinks you're out, and what's up? But that's the business. Back to the situation. Puerto Rican kids with pistols, doing sign languages, twitching noses, asking where the money at. Yo, where the coke at, Poppy? We could do this all day. Yo, y'all both whacked pulled out. One of my dumb soldiers was wounded out. They snuck up on him, put the tool up in his mouth, walked him up in the crib. Big move, but they grabbed the kid. Had the shotty on my behind, my wig, and yo, we took him to the bathroom. Started up the chainsaw, yo. You want to talk or see your brains on the floor? That's what 67 masked men came and blasted, yo. All I heard was Frank Lexi get the roll. Niggas got to die. If I go, they got to go. Niggas got to die. Let a hundred shots flow, niggas got to die. Cause it's all up in the scrolls. Got your body on the bridge, three bricks. Let it get. If I go, they got to go, niggas got to die. Let a hundred shots float, niggas got to die. Cause we yeah. all up in the scrolls, catch your body on the bridge. To my friends, just like us, believe my pipe bust. If he holding the right amount of cheese, I might rush the spot up early in the morning. Keep the door and wait the forums, the brawling. This Tony for the stolen. And all I see is dollar signs, hit the bottom line either. Give up the pot and go get shot up with a product.